Podeskew is brought to you by Proper Rumpus Media. The Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, and not with me tonight is my hetero life mate Rico. But I gotta fill in because Rico's off getting married. What the fuck is that about? No, uh, all seriousness, congratulations to him and his true life mate Stephanie. I'm very excited for them both. But uh, we have very capable hands and equally as couplish sitting in the seats for him. Uh, I've got uh, new, as we are new to their family, I've got Jabo and Nishan from Scene in 15, Jabology, and just about anything else that he can think of when he wants to crack a microphone, basically. Um, <laughs> what's up, guys? <laughs> what's going on? The old lady is downstairs. My, my better half is downstairs wrangling up the child and, and she's going to come up and, and party with us. But Holy shit! It feels it feels so different being on the on the end of your opening. I'm like, oh my! Normally I hear it, and then Rico comes in with his, yeah. No, no, <laughs> he he I, says various things depending on what it is. So he does different shit. But the fact that I actually get to come in on the end of that, that's pretty solid, man. You, I, you I know, love the show. Thank you for having me. No, it's <laughs> a it's an honor to have you, buddy. You know, uh, we had such a good time with Jabology. It made perfect sense with them when Rico wanted to take a week off to get married. And, fucking slacker um congratulations no. to that guy if you're, yeah. you're going to slack that's the way to do it no man. for Get sure for sure but when the- when he wanted to take that week off it made perfect sense to ask you to come sit in the seat so i i appreciate you doing it um and, and, the, you know, and the old lady has made it back up just throwing it up there the better half is now she's now sitting down in the room the show has infinitely gotten better like instantly it's it's crazy hey nishan <laughs> <laughs> She's like I'm eating my banana laffy taffy. Um, but you were talking <laughs> you about sitting. On, you were talking about sitting on the other side of the the intro. We used to do a thing called Get Vocal. It was a live stream that we used to do every Friday from ten to or eight to ten o'clock. We would go on this um this video platform. It was basically like being on Skype, but anyone could join at any time and jump into the to the chat and be a part of it. There was also a chat room for people who didn't want to be on camera. And and it was a thing we did. And we stopped doing it because we actually found it was starting to hurt the main show a little bit. So But the first time we did it, there were people who were listening to the show that came and they were like, dude, we have to see you because I didn't do the same intro because it's not Potaskew. It was get vocal. So he was like, they were all like, you need to do the intro for us. We need to see what that looks like. So I, on camera, did the, the Potaskew intro, and everyone was like, oh, my God. And I was like, it's okay. It's not that impressive. But it's if so you think cool. so. It uh, is. It's I mean, very impressive. The only thing that, that Rico says is impressive about it, and I have kind of have to agree with him, is I do that one breath. Like, I take a breath and punch all that out before I take my next breath. So, and you yeah. nail it. Yeah. Well, it, it, and you, it really. You nail it. It it just came to be. I told you that on Jabology. It just it it just evolved. It didn't, you know. But uh, tonight tonight we are we are actually in the, one of the many reasons that I had you and Sean on the show is that we are doing part two of what started on scene in fifteen 
which is a deeper dive into the one career of Nicolas Cage um, and and the insanity that it is his his career because it is yes. all over the fucking place. Um, yes. uh, I I will we'll we'll get into this we'll get into other stuff uh, in a bit and we'll, we will start where we left off on scene in fifteen because I've got plenty of things to say, but oh, yeah. that that I couldn't say because I was only allowed to watch the first fifteen minutes. Um, <laughs> but. He he. I want to tell you the four movies that I ended up watching to to kind of like refresh my brain for this. Um, uh-huh. I watched. Uh, I watched obviously with Con Air. That's what we did on Scene of Fifteen, and we'll pick that back up. But I also mm-hmm. watched Gone in Sixty Seconds. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I watched Face Off with Travolta. Okay. And I watched okay. the first Ghost Rider. All right. Now you you we. No problem. We're, we're riding pretty hard. Then you kind of dumped me off a of Ghost Rider. No, no, like no, no. See that route. Yeah. We're, we're gonna fight because I, <laughs> I, I dig that movie. Like I, I don't think he was. I don't think he was bad. And I think, I think if it had gotten the proper MCU treatment, it would have been an infinitely better movie. No, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. It statement. did because because like there are people that talk about like you know Nick Fury and the Thomas Jane Punisher and. Um, you know that movie, Ghost Rider, yeah, and, and Daredevil. Uh, you can toss uh, Eric Bana's Ang Lee's Hulk, yeah. uh, Hulk. Uh, Hulk in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a, there's some Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. Right, that's Let's what I'm honest. saying. Yeah, yeah, there 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 are movies that are outside of what is commonly now known as the MCU, the and MCU, it's a completely yeah. different vibe than what you were getting. You know, than than what you will get if someone in the MCU is actually making those films. So I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think the result. I think the result of Ghost, Ghost Rider would have been a lot different if it would have been overseen dis- by Feige dis- and company. Thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's not even Disney. It's Feige. It's it's Kevin yeah. Feige. You know, Feige with the Disney money. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even when they didn't have the Disney money, when they did Iron Man One, that was still that was they didn't do they didn't do bad. But Iron oh, Man Two was Iron Man One was I think Iron Man One is probably one of the the better films in the MCU. I I actually think it's 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 pretty complete too. The second one, fun, but you can tell they kind of had the Hollywood money behind it. They're like, okay, let's go, let's do something cool, and then you're like, oh wait, everything's a robot, sweet. Oh, that, I'm not hating, but I all right, you. all right, because <laughs> we can do an MCU episode. I've done one of those oh, don't, already. Don't, oh, don't get me started. That that's one that'll probably get hate mail sent to my house. When I'm hate- like, Endgame sucked. You're like, no, you, you <laughs> didn't just so- utter those words, did you? Yes, people get so mad when you tell them the end game is not that good a movie. Like, it's not, bro. Sorry, it's got the greatest last act in Marvel movie history, but it's not that good. Javo, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate that. Uh, I'll uh, we'll we'll talk to everybody next week when Rico's back. Um, n- n- <laughs> uh, no, I. Uh, no, but let let the all seriousness, and I'm not even saying it because of what you said. I I do want to get back to the to Nick Cage stuff and and what we're what we're actually here to talk about. So let's let's start with uh where we pay, where we left off with scene in fifteen. Let and let's start off with the fact that you don't get to know that it's John fucking Malkovich as Cyprus or Cyrus. Um, Sorry. yeah, fucking virus. Like it, like. So, so you, you know, and I, 
I was trying to stay again within the format of your show and try not to turn it into Potescue because it was very. It would have been very easy for me to turn yes. turn scene in fifteen into Potescue without cursing because I can do that. I even know I did once, but I can do that a lot easier than Rico. Rico literally has to like. I watched him like grip a table once and like turn white because he was trying not to. It's curse. One of those things, man. It's I've done I've done a jab on the tee without trying to cuss, and it was fucking hard. <laughs> Like, I got I through. I got through. Michonne do other shows just because I miss hearing her swear so much. I'm like, say fuck. She's like, I don't want to. You, you, you want to hear something? I got to the point where I had kids that would come over to the house and I would start cursing, and I can't. You can't cuss in front of other people's kids. You can't in front of your own, but you can't in front of other people's. Oh, I, so I, I totally. I, I would warn people, you send you send your kids to my house, they're gonna hear some stuff. Like just be prepared mm-hmm. for that. Um there go. But but I, I did that on the radio show once, Joe. You'll find this hysterical. I was doing the show and I realized I, I, I played no songs with any because I'm I'm on at a time slot where I'm allowed to play whatever I want, li- lyrically wise. I can play whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And but and the the playlist I built just happened to be clean like the it wasn't it wasn't by design it wasn't cutting out any songs with bad language i just got there and i realized it about two-thirds of the way through so i stuck and i realized that i hadn't cursed it at all on the show like during my voice breaks so i was like i'm gonna see if i can get through this whole show without cursing and then i'm in my last voice break and i'm like i can't believe i got through this whole show without fucking cursing and i'm like <laughs> damn it <laughs> Yeah, put so, that stamp on it. No, but I was I I no, but I didn't do it on purpose. Like I it just came out and I was like and now I just ruined it. So, you know. Are, are we gonna lose are you gonna lose any listeners if I accidentally drop an N bomb somewhere in there? Uh n- no, but I will just for the audience for those who don't know, he uh, Javo is an African American male, add, so add a, add a disclaimer just because I don't want nobody hate bombing your show. Yeah, no, I, no. Uh, I really don't I really don't make it a point to in- interject in words, but sometimes I just roll out. You will might hear me. You might hear me say something like, "Dude, you've texted it to me in conversation." <laughs> like, let's be real about this. Try to frame it decently. I'm like, I don't just use nigga all day long. I only use it when it's needed. You're like, you text me that shit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can't just be like, "Oh, we might be late, dog." You were like, "Nigga, I got you." <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm like, all right, my bad. Oh, I but didn't. Anyway. No, 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 I, I didn't care. That, that irks Rico <laughs> to no end. Sometimes he'll ten, text me these long ass paragraphs, and I'll say like a word back. I'll be like, all right, and he'll be like, <laughs> he'll be like, you ain't got any more to say? Nah, I'm good. Oh, yeah, like, that doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm a short, sweet, to the point guy. Like, I actually hate talking on the phone, which is weird. Which is uh, one of those things. I'm like. If it can be handled in text message, cool. If it can't, eh, I get you it. See, I'm, I'm I'm a talker. I think that's why I enjoy doing the podcast. I'm a talker, but I hear you. I got you. You know, I do, I do it here. I love doing it here, though. Like, but, this, uh, like none of this stuff bothers me at all. But let's 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 get back into Con Air for a minute. Let's 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 and let's and Cyrus let's the virus and okay, and we talk about, wait, but before I, before you ahead. get in before you get in. Let's let's put up a quick disclaimer, and this is not the same one we just put up a minute ago about words you might say. If you have not gone and listened to Scene in 15 yet, pause here, 
Go check out yes. the episode of Scene in 15. I'm guessing it's just going to be Scene in 15 colon Conair because I think that seems to be how you run your titles. There's not a whole lot of fancy stuff it'll, like we do. It'll just um, be Conair, the, the rating and the year. Okay, so yeah, That's so just just, just go to Scene in 15. Anywhere you find your podcast, look for Conair. Listen to that first. Then come back because we are going to spoil the crap out of the results on that one <laughs> here. Because I'm as long as she's sitting in that room, I'm gonna get that sleep to a to a key before we hang this this fucking recording up if it kills me. Um, she's, she's like, try motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you right? just told everybody. You just told everybody. <laughs> That's why I put the disclaimer out there. That's why I said, stop here, go listen, and come back. That's why I said See? that. All right, all right. Terrible, gonna... terrible. Uh, Can't take uh, you anywhere. No point. Um, <laughs> but me or her. Uh, her. I, I, I was waiting for you to say both because that would have worked too. Um, uh, but uh, no, I. You you get all this cast. You get the, we were talking about a little bit on scene fifteen. We get this great cast. You know, despite what you might think of Nicolas Cage, okay, and 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 yes, Trisha. Listen, the only crunches that chick was doing was Nestle Crunch. That's all I'm saying. But like, <laughs> I don't know what uh, that. I think I think this movie would have been way more interesting if the one of the guys he killed was like black and he used to tap it while old boy was like away at desert something I'm playing. I'm I'm <laughs> terrible I'm playing. Um <laughs> I tore this movie apart on scene in fifteen and then I'm like, nope, I gotta keep it because I like it'd been so long since I watched this movie. And there's a lot of horrible shit I could say about it. But here's the thing. Who doesn't love Nicolas Cage? He's fucking batshit crazy. Rico. But he's not cra- he's not crazy in the way that's like like Gary Busey crazy, where you no. might like grab Look, people you, and do You heard what happened to him last week. Yeah. Like you, you, you not- realize wait, wait. You realize that's fifteen minutes that direction from where I live. Wow. See, I didn't know it was that Oh oh yeah, that's that shit made local news like the next day. Like yeah, Gary, yeah. Gary Busey's going to and 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 I know people in that police department. I'm like, I wanted to call him up and be like, "All right, how bad is it?" <laughs> like, what do you do? Come on, stop playing. He's Busey. <laughs> like, so we're not getting another point break because of this. Angela's not coming back to talk to to Keanu through the dead. Uh, like, uh, yeah, as long as they don't remake that shit again, like they did. Let the oh, please. Dude, I, I still to this day have not watched and I refuse to watch it. You I'm, don't. The only Patrick Swayze, the only movie that Patrick Swayze was in that they remade, and I still didn't think they should have done it, but it wasn't as terrible as I thought it could have been. Was probably Red Dawn, but even then, you shouldn't have. You saw what they're, you saw they're redoing Roadhouse, right? I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. All right, <laughs> I'm, I take that person. I take I take that so personally that I kind of want Sam Elliott to show up at whatever they're filming right now. And basically, Wade Garrett the fuck out of everybody on the set. Sam, if he needs Sam, help, I'll sign on. Sam Elliott, because I watched Ghost Rod. That's a dude that I could, I, I could just sit and listen to him talk for, just. Sam Elliott is that like I fucks with say if if Nashawn came to me and was like, hey, you know, I'm at the nigga Sam Elliott in Walmart. I'm like, okay, that's cool. She'd be like, eh, nigga, grab my ass. I'm like, and like, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, if you want me to fight this dude or some shit, I'm like, I'll give it a run, but. I mean, come on, honey. It could have been worse. It could have been like Ralph Macchio. Like, he's listen, not really that hot anymore. Listen, fuck Johnny, listen Jabo, I, I'm staring at you right now. You're a decent-sized dude. You're a big dude. I'm <laughs> sure you can throw down. Sam Elliott would whip your ass all Sam across that wall. Sam Elliott would break my knee and be like, God damn, that hurt, don't it? That dude is a G. Like, if he... 
He's the guy that should immediately like if they, he's the only person they should ask if they should make another fucking roadhouse. Fuck the director. Like Patrick Swayze's ghost is too busy fucking roundhouse and shit in heaven. No one in that movie that no 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 that- no Patrick Swayze's ghost is making pottery somewhere. That's what his ghost is doing. But anyway, that's beside the point. Dude, that's it. Like I've seen that movie that has Whoopi Goldberg. In- <laughs> we found one. She's seen all the way through. It's a miracle. And, and don't let it fool you. She just felt the need to mention. She's like, I stayed awake for the black woman. I'm like, it's not working right now. It's not how that shit goes. But fucking Con Air. Oh, Jesus, I love this. I, I'm not. Cage, like, how do you not like. Nicholas Cage is a healthy kind of crazy. He does yep. insane shit that works out really well. Like, um, I... to, to go to the serious side of Nicholas Cage. And, and this is why I don't bash the shit out of Con Air so much. Sure, sure. That's the guy that gave you Leaving Las Vegas. It is an incredible fucking movie. I, I've it only seen incredible. it once. I really need to watch it again. And I did I did find when researching for today, and I just didn't have enough time to add it to that list of movies because you and I came yeah. up with this like real on the short notice type thing because of our <laughs> schedules. So if I'd, I had some more time, no, because Leaving Las Vegas is a prime movie. It's a free prime movie right now. It's so I'm def- I definitely dude. need to go back and watch that again for sure. Three things about that movie completely cement with me. First of all, that movie is so fucking depressing that no matter how bad your day is, if you watch it, your life gets better. Like immediately. You're like, <laughs> at least I'm not that guy. Two, that was written as a true story. And the guy that wrote it, died before all that shit got filmed yeah. like he literally he yeah, he, yeah so that happened in three whoever talked elizabeth shoe into doing that movie needs a handshake a hug a high five whatever because a you can see the fact that it's like you're there for a purpose like you you felt her pain and b you get to see your boobs i'm sorry never thought that the kid would throw it out there one day the fact that she did we're happy two thumbs up not trying to be sexist it's just how it goes but oh i thought the same thing about Halle Berry and swordfish so i mean like yeah i'm yeah. like fast forwards like wolverine's in it who cares Halle Berry's folks are in it come on man like, <laughs> let's it's like don't don't get all sexist on me i found out that kevin bacon was donging it around and and, and wild things and i wasn't jumping on it but i'm like eh, let's see what kevin bacon's dong looks like Honey, I see it. There it is. We're good. Way to go, Kira. Um, <laughs> but, like, Cage has, like, Leaving Las Vegas, the character he plays in Leaving Las Vegas is, is it's, it's amazing. And if you haven't seen Leaving Las Vegas, it's more or less a guy that his drinking causes him to lose his wife and his daughter. He loses his job. And then he decides that he's going to kill himself through drinking. So he sells everything he owns, sells his house, burns a bunch of shit, goes to the liquor store, Fills up uh, like what a, a whole grocery cart full of liquor, throws all of it in his, and he calculates that it's going to take him about two weeks to kill him to drink himself to death. It's an amazing, it's a really good movie. But then you also have the Nicolas Cage. It's like that did Mandy, and have you if you've never seen Mandy, no. Mandy is Mandy is absolutely one of the. <laughs> and I'm not knocking anybody because it's a lot of people actually like it. It's a cult film, but Mandy is just like this guy and this girl, and there's a bunch of mutant renegade deliverance like motherfuckers that show up, fuck him up, take her. They have these hallucinogenic bees that stab people that make them see shit. And then they take her away and make her join. And like, they're trying to get her to join this cult. And Nicholas Cage is like, 
I got it. I'm going to make a chainsaw that's like as long as a Cadillac and fuck people up. It's a crazy movie. But then you also have the Nicolas Cage that gave you Pig. There's so many different sides to Nicolas Cage and so many different performances that that dude can give you. I don't understand how you couldn't like him. He's almost like a guy that's at least got one movie that you'll sit in. Because like you said, you watched um, Face Off with him and John Travolta. Which I love that movie. I think that's a great movie. Dude, I'm telling you right now. It may be a turn-your-brain-off movie, but for a movie about two guys faces it is fucking fantastic yeah so i i get uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play a quick game here we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in this and play a quick game and we're gonna do we're <laughs> gonna do uh uh i i guess just in the spirit of this whole crossover having fun thing and we're gonna call this like a reverse scene in 15 because <laughs> so i'm gonna basically lay out to you nishan what the basic concept of this movie is and you tell me if you even think you'd watch the rest of this Oh, this should be good. Okay. <laughs> this should be real good. <laughs> FBI agent's son is killed by a sniper trying to kill the agent and ends up killing the kid because the bullet goes through him and hits the kid. The kid dies. Agent becomes obsessed with catching this guy who ultimately becomes a terrorist for hire. He finds him, almost catches him. The guy ends up dying, essentially. And his brother, the, the the terrorist brother, is the only person who knows where this bomb is. It's still out there that they're trying to find. So to get the brother to talk, because the only way the brother's going to talk is to talk to his, his brother, who he does not know is dead. John Travolta is the agent. Nicolas Cage is the, the terrorist. They switch faces so that they can, he can go in as Travolta... The character Travolta is playing can now go in as Nicolas Cage, talk to the brother, and find out where the bomb the bomb is. In the meantime, Nicolas Cage's character actually wakes up from this coma because they thought he was dead, and it turns out it was a coma. He wakes up, gets the face that's linger that's waiting to be put back on Travolta, and now takes over Travolta's life. And they basically switch sides for the entirety of the movie. If you could see, I can see. The look on her face. I can. Uh, when, when you got when you got to the part when she when you were like, so the face is lingering around. Yeah, it's sitting the in this like to, the yeah. guy that's dead wakes up and puts the face on. I swear before the Lord, she goes. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> so great. And um, they, they, she, he basically takes over his life as an FBI agent and 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 all that stuff. Yeah. Would I watch it? Yeah, probably not. That's a whole <laughs> lot of action. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a John Woo movie. There's a lot of action. A lot of John action. A god. A lot of action, a lot of birds. You need a lot I of will, birds. So. I will do face off any day of the week. When someone first explained that to me, I'm not kidding. I was like, who the fuck signed off on did, this? Did I'm I like, did you did, did I do a solid job laying out? The, you did a okay. fantastic job okay. laying out a synopsis. To be honest, though, I really have a very soft spot for John Travolta. I could watch him in just about anything. Well, then you so, then you might like it because this is listen. Is it I, young Travolta or old Travolta? It's it, like it, every Travolta after after Greece is old Travolta. It's it's, <laughs> it's Pulp Fiction Travolta because it's right around the time Pulp Fiction came out. So. He, I've seen him be a bad guy in three movies. She just tapped me and asked what Pulp Fiction is. Pulp Fiction, oh, 
Oh my God. soul, my soul hurts a little Bo bit. Fix it. <laughs> I, we have a kid together, dude. Like, I, well, that was your. You made that choice. Working, I ain't working kidding. on it. This um, is why our show works so well because every single time I'm like, like she despises Goonies. It's so weird. I do too. <laughs> I don't think it's good at all. I'm not a fan. It's, no, it's not good. It's great. No, it's 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 pretty bad. It's it's amazing. If if I want to watch a Goonies movie, I'll put on Indiana Jones because it's infinitely better. So um, that's all I got to say about that. Oh, there's nothing that there's no part of me that argues Indiana Jones is quite possibly the greatest character ever put on the American screen. And so, if I want to watch something like that, I'll put on Indiana Jones before I put on Goonies and twice on Sundays. It's it's okay. I mean, I you're would, a Marvel movie guy. Blaspheme I, the vehicle that started your boyfriend Thanos, but yeah, I, I would, I would, I would put on National Treasure before I put on the Goonies, and I like those movies. Wow. Staying within a Nick Cage thing. Sane, sane Cage. Yeah, that's that's sane case. That is, but anyway, no, no, but 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 to, no, to the to the Travolta thing, real quick. I've seen, and I know Nishan, I'm losing you very quickly with every sentence I'm about to say, but um, I've seen him be a bad guy in three movies. I've seen him be a bad guy in Broken Arrow. I've seen him be a bad guy in Pulp Fiction, and I've seen him be a bad guy in in Face Off. And I will tell you, of the three, as much as I love Pulp Fiction, I will take his bad guy in Face Off over any of them. Because what they have to do, just to explain to Nishan and the rest of the audience, because there's some people that there are probably people out there that have not seen Face Off because it is an older movie at this point. Um, the first, because in in the spirit of scene in fifteen, the first fifteen minutes, Nicolas Cage is the bad guy, Travolta is the good guy. So at some point, Travolta had to learn to be Nick Cage, and Nick Cage had to learn to be Travolta. And Nick Cage and Travolta is possibly better at being Nick Cage than Nick Cage is better than is at being Nick Cage. So this came out at the same time as what Conair did. Uh, like, it might be the yeah. same year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, Cage was on a hot streak. Yeah, Cage was on a hot streak then. Well, the Rock's right around then too. I want to say the Rock's like '96. I want to say. I got it right here. I got his IMDb right here. Let me okay. let me just look. Because I, this is what we do on Potosky. I keep the Rock was ninety six. Yeah, Rock was ninety six. Conair ninety seven. Face Off ninety seven. Then he takes a a break and does City of Angels, and then he goes right back to Snake Eyes. So I mean, you know, you do what you do, and you know, um, <laughs> but don't act like you didn't love City of Angels. I've only seen it once, and I was really kind of young, so I don't feel like I fully wrapped my brain around it. I would really need to watch it again. You know, you you, you never used Iris to try to get to second base. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with how good or bad the movie was. <laughs> That's the only thing. I was explaining that to her the other day. I was like, oh, God, City of Angels. She's like, what is that? I'm like, one of the dumbest movies that tries to be adorable known to man. I'm like, yeah. I have actually watched part of it. Maybe the first 15 minutes of that one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Nicolas Cage is an angel, falls to the earth. Everything's okay until Meg Ryan decides to go flying into a bus. The yeah. end. <laughs> That's when I got introduced to Meg Ryan, I think. <laughs> well. All right, so getting well, that's a. I'm I'm glad you said that because that transitions back to Conair because there are some actors that I got introduced to for the first time in this movie. Now I didn't see it in the theater, but I didn't see it long after it came out either. I saw it pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Cage, I was familiar with, but and and Cusack, I was familiar with. I was fan because I'm a I'm a huge John Cusack fan. Like if we're we're taking 
Favorites out of this particular film for me, it's Cusack, and I knew Colmini from Star from Star Trek because I was watching yeah. TNG for years at that point. You know, so it was a little weird seeing him in this role because fucking um, what's the character's name? Um, O'Brien's very different than the character he plays in yeah. in yeah. in uh, Con Air, but I had never seen Malkovich before. Really? No. And I had never, I, I'd only seen Ving Rhames in Pulp Fiction. It's the only place I'd seen Ving before. I didn't know the guy that played Baby O was uh, the guy from Forrest. I, I had seen Forrest, but I didn't know that that was one and the same person. Mm-hmm. I had never seen Danny Trejo be- before. I had never seen, I'd never seen Buscemi before. Really? Yeah. So. So I got oh. introduced to a lot. Oh, and MC Ganey, who I know is not a big name, but he's the guy that's flying the plane, his swamp thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know uh, why. I'm just a big fan of that dude. I don't know why, but I dig really? that guy. Yeah. Something that, well, his, I loved his performance in this movie. I love Swamp Thing. For, for a secondary or even possibly a third, third level character, Swamp Thing is one of my favorite characters in the movie. He, he just makes me laugh. There, are, I will say, there are so many different, um, so many different actors in this movie playing so many different roles. They're there, and I and I actually had to go back through the the IMDb cast and everything myself. I was like, okay, well, who are the first people that did I run into anybody for the first time in here? Um, Malkovich actually, and I think at the time this came out, um, I don't know if. Um, I think, I, yeah, I, I was digging Dangerous Liaisons. And the only reason why is I, I think I'd saw a review for it on a good morning America one day and they were just like going on and on about how great it was. And I remember John Malkovich. So I, I wanted to see him in that. Um, I knew that um, Danny Trejo was in it. And I think at the time I really didn't know much about him and I didn't know his name, but he was very recognizable because of his chest tattoo. Like you could pick Danny Trejo. Yeah. Out yeah, of, yeah. 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 Now yeah, that I know him, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was a Cusack guy. Uh, John Cusack, I was okay with John Cusack. I'd see some of the stuff that he did. And I I flew through this and I just realized this is probably the first time I noticed uh, Jesse Borrego um, that I went through that list. Now, Jesse Borrego, he, uh, if you're a Dexter fan, he um, he was the... Uh, Rico the is. Skinner. He was the Skinner. I, and, I never uh, watched it, so I can't, yeah. You never watched Dexter? Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch Blood In, Blood Out? Mm-mm. Oh my lord! We might need to do that because that's a good long movie. But uh, he I've never plays, even heard um, of it. He play- really? Yeah, that's yeah. You need you need blood in blood out in your life. I think it's probably the greatest either movie about it's it's probably the greatest prison slash family movie I've ever seen. It's uh, it's great. But he was a, a very he's probably my favorite character in that. So I think this is the first time I saw him in that too. But I thought it was an interesting mix of guys to put in in a movie together because you have like you go from uh, Bubba from Forrest Gump. You have Dave Chappelle in here. Like, yeah, Chappelle. You know, Chappelle annoyed me. He, he he annoyed me in this too. He he's he's how do I put this? Like I feel like I feel like he either ignored his lines in the script or they just said, "Here's what you got to get to." So whenever I was looking at looking that up and I did research, like he is the person that actually like his none of his lines were scripted. 
Okay, see, that makes, and that makes sense because he sounds like Dave Chappelle <laughs> just being Dave Chappelle. And I don't have a problem with that, but like I wasn't, and, and listen, I, I'm, I think I'm about to speak huge blasphemy here, but like I did not like the Chappelle show at all. Like it never entertained me at all. So. The Chappelle show itself never made me laugh. Some of his stand-up does. Some of it, no, I agree with you. I've seen some of his stand-up, but, the, the, but I feel like for whatever reason, when he does his stand-up versus when he's just doing like ad-lib slap, slash sketch stuff, he's very, very different. And and so the stand-ups were good. I agree, because I, I agree with you, Nishan. They're good. I, I enjoy them as well, but did not enjoy Chappelle. I mean, there are parts of Chappelle show that I enjoy, like... I I'm known to yell I'm Rick James bitch. I mean, you know, and and him, him playing the blind racist who's actually African American doesn't realize it is that's one of the funny that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But as a whole There are some skits. I agree. Yeah. There are some of his skits that are funny, but for me to tune in to ha- to watch it every week, it was not my thing. Yeah. I'm I, I'm with you. Look, 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 look here. I'll watch <laughs> in living color. I'll watch in living color before I watch Chappelle show. You know, so look, 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 look here. First of all, uh-oh. First of all, uh-oh. in living color, and this, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take shots for this, and I know I am, but I really don't give anything that comes close to resembling a fuck. In living color is way more culturally significant, and is way more important in the scheme of things than the Chappelle show. Oh, without question, yeah. With, Living Color, there would be no Chappelle show. Without a Living Color, that whole artistic New Jack swing, like nouveau riche, it's cool to be black again, like house music. There's a whole era that came yeah, to fuck in with that. I agree. Um, like with Martin, like a whole living single. It was, that, it was a whole new movement. H- hanging with now, Mr. Cooper. To talk about the Chappelle show. <laughs> What Dave Chappelle put together was absolutely fucking amazing. Although I will say I did not, all the sketches and stuff, I wasn't a fan of. I didn't love all the, I think probably the biggest things that Dave Chappelle did was, um, I think he refreshed and put a good spin on, on good sketch comedy. I think he allowed people to see the, the true status of guys like, Paul Mooney, he made you appreciate Charlie Murphy. And I think it was a good, solid, all-around show for what it was. I think it was like the greatest sketch. I don't even think it's like... Chappelle's show was good, but I think it was... I think it was a... It's going to eventually be a footnote in the career of a guy that is probably larger than comedy ever could be at this point. Here's the thing, right? And Chappelle's show... See, for 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 me, the 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 pinnacle of sketch comedy television is Saturday Night Live ninety three to like ninety seven. Which class? Which, which class are you? It's, it's about? kind of two classes, two or three. It's like a crossover of a couple. Is but that, they, is but that like is that the Pharrell Sandler class? It, it's. No, 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 no. Well, Pharrell and Sandler weren't in the same class. Well, not in the same class. I'm talking about as far as as far. No, as no, no, no. It, it's 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 Carvey. It's towards the end of the Dana Carvey era okay. in, into Hartman and oh. just as you're heading into Will Ferrell. But it, yeah, and that that to me is a pinnacle of sketch comedy wait television. Wait for this one. Wait for this one. I know what she's gonna say. Oh, wait for this. Will Ferrell, not a fan. Oh not at no, all. nothing he makes. I it just. He, 
he gets on the screen and I want to shut it off immediately. Re- the only thing, the only thing that I will watch him in is Elf. And the only reason why is because my now, my now birth oldest child absolutely loves that movie. And that's her favorite Christmas movie. But if it's not that, I do not like Will Ferrell. Rico and I 1000% agree with you. You're both, in, all of you are insane. No, we, we all agree. You are we, all we, we, insane. If anybody has ever liked Adam Sandler at all, ever in their career, in their life, then you, you, neither like, neither what, is, what, neither. Did, what did Will Ferrell do? What, where did he touch you? Neither. What did he do? He's a one, he, he's one trick. And so, and so is Sandler. I'm not going to say that. That's a I, really good, you know what? A, Sandler's not one trick. Watch un, Uncut Gems and go watch Hustle. But, you know, I, I, I saw Hustle and I heard Farrell. the scene of 15 on Hustle. That one was Hustle like. Was good. It, it, was, it, it was No, great, it was good, but, but it, 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 and, 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 and. It's an older I, I, I forget. Did you keep it or sleep it? I honestly don't I remember. Kept, no, I, I meant it. as a whole. What was the overall verdict? Oh, you kept it. I we I think we, we both kept it, and we Did, actually finished it, and it it was good. Hustle was okay. actually no, good. No, it is I, good. I like the new. But but I, I I'm listening to it because I watched it before I knew you were even doing it, and I had watched it like 24 hours before your episode came out. Like I watched it really, and I'm watch and I'm listening, and I'm like, and I'm hearing Nishan predict what's coming, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. It's gonna be not that at all. You know, um, the only the only issue I had with 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 hustle, and I and I use the word issue so loosely, because um, I disagree with something I heard you guys say on your show. Is I disagree uh, about I didn't believe Queen Latifah with his wife. I had no problem with the interracial thing. You guys know I don't care about that okay. shit. But like. I just didn't they they didn't sell me on that relationship at all, you know. So I don't know. I, I actually gave it. I gave it some love. I it it, it may have felt it, it kind of felt. I guess you could say that there may have been times you can like okay, I could just wrote it off as like a really 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 close relationship, but I still think it was a very. I, I it was believable for me. I, I bought I bought more him caring about the daughter than I did about his wife. Like flat out. Like he, you know, that's honest to god what I bought. But anyway, getting back to the will, like will, I when I say Sand- will fair on our Con Air episode. When I say when I say <laughs> say Sandler's a one trick just to tie it back together, I mean when it comes to his when it comes to his comedy. He's very much a yeah. one trick guy. Like he he doesn't have a lot of range when it comes to his comedy. When he starts doing other cuz he is capable of doing things. I didn't see uncut gems, but I know he can do it. I know he does punch truck, I know Spanglish, oh, hustle. Yeah. But, like he's capable, you know. But fair but Farrell's y'all Farrell's one trick is really fucking good. No, it's and here's really the thing. terrible. Here's the thing. I think, and I will say this, I think that Farrell for a good stretch of time was blessed enough to be in the absolute right projects. So then when you thought that people were just going to still show up to shit because you were Will Farrell, I think that there needed to be, it feels like, yeah, there still needed to be more work behind shit that he did. But Will Ferrell is, I think Step Brothers is probably one of, the, I think Step Brothers is probably the funniest movie I've ever seen in, in recent times. Like, I'm a fan of comedy, period, old comedy, comedy if it's done really well. Um, we, Step Brothers see, is fire to me. I, I think, I think Will Smith, not Will Smith, I think Will Ferrell had a hell of a run. I can't, Between I, old school, um, Wedding Crashers. Like I think Will Will Farrell had a really good run. See, I can't I can't get into that, and 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 honestly, because Rico's deemed it that I have no sense of humor. So I <laughs> I 
No, we, we actually did a whole episode on my lack of enjoying comedies because apparently I don't like anything that's deemed a comedy. Um, but he, I don't know, man. I just, I can't. And, and, and getting back to the, to the overall purpose, like that's the thing with Chappelle. Like the role he was playing as pinball just, it, it didn't. <laughs> It didn't. It feels like he was just. It, it kind of almost feels like, oh, y'all niggas are filming a movie. You mind if I get up in that bitch? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm not mad at him, but that's kind of what it feels no, like. No, no, it's think... exactly. It's it's kind of what it felt. You're right. It is what it felt yeah. like. And like, I was not upset when Pinball died. Like, I was like, oh, okay, you know, like there goes Pinball. And apparently, neither was Chappelle. <laughs> he was like, niggas, I was in Con Air, and then like it shows him dead on the hood of the car. Like he was like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. I I just I I I like this movie a lot and and I I forgot how much I liked it until I went back and rewatched it to do this today like you know I one thing about this movie from everything that I remember for it and I'll tell you this and and the way that I gave it the whole I gave it a keep in scene in scene of fifteen I, I it's not supposed to like I know I was bashing it this doesn't make sense no one would ever do this I don't care like i really yeah, don't give a fuck yeah. I, it's, it's a it you don't it's you don't show up to this movie for neil degrasse tyson and be like that's accurate as shit no you want shit to explode like <laughs> you want john cusack to tell you where all the fucking guns are so you can be like oh as soon as that nigga goes downstairs i know there's an arsenal down there but oh no they're all coming for the cockpit good thing there's a gun in the lockbox like you're i don't need this is a movie that i don't need to think about anything during J- just like gone in 60 seconds do I give a shit about Sphinx? Do I give a fuck about all the little characters? That, nope. Just give me something cool. Give me some good one-liners. And at least when they're in a room together, I'm like, oh, that's the guy that says the N-word a lot. Oh, that's the guy that's supposed to be Tyrese. Like, that's all I need. I don't need a huge dossier. Because even if you notice when they give you the rundown of the people that are on the plane, they're like, this nigga's so crazy. He loves his wife and killed her whole family, even a dog. You're like, ooh, this dude's so militant. He in charge of all the black people in all the prisons. Ooh, like this guy's so gangster, they call him the virus. And he's got a doctorate. Ooh, you're not giving me that Voltron of hard asses, so I have to think about their lives. You're not like, I'm okay. like, like the I'm not the guy that's sitting in the theater like, well, I don't believe the doctorate. What fucking school did he go okay, to? Okay, I don't want to okay. see shit on the wall. Oh, okay. I just want you for, to kill somebody. First and foremost, the fact that you used Voltron to link them together. <laughs> Is it that's, applause? You, that's 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 fantastic because that that's the only time that'll ever get said on this show, and it'll <laughs> and 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 it'll make sense to somebody because if I said that to Rico, he'd be like, "Vote what now?" Like, there's, I mean, Rico has managed to be one of the luckiest and fantastic human beings on the face of the planet with his new marriage to Stephanie. But I might have to be like, oh, look, wedding gift, limited edition box set of Ultron. Watch no, it or else you don't love me. He doesn't <laughs> like anima- animation outside of Disney. Like, he just doesn't. He doesn't like anime. He doesn't like any of that stuff. Me either. I have a very hard time, even with some Disney animation. I do not like animated movies. I have a problem with watching them. And the like, own... he's all the time. Movies, <laughs> cartoons, any of the TV shows, like... Solar opposites, all of that. Like he puts all this stuff on, and he's like, "Babe, Rick and Morty." Like it, it none of that I does anything. I, like I, I can't do it. I don't like Rick and Morty, but it's because I just don't enjoy their style of comedy. It's not because I don't like animation. Because like I'll watch The Simpsons and Family Guy all day, and then like I'm on my I'm on my fourth run through the the Avatar series right now. Like 
No joke. I yeah. I've never done it. Want to do it for what? for some reason? The two, the two shows that I actually want to go for the 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 well, she's not the youngest anymore. The middle child in the house, Brianna. Brianna wants me to do. She's like, have you ever watched Pokemon, Dad? I'm like, no. Uh, she's like, would you? I'm like, oh. I mean, I, I guess there's like 9,000 sagas to it. I was going to do Dragon Ball Z, but that never happened. But Avatar is like the one show that it's always mentioned on the short list as far as like like best shows in, in animated form. I've never heard any like Avatar apparently has one of the most ignorant, fantastic followings of all time because the show is supposedly really, really, really well done. I've wanted to jump into it. So, no so all right. Our show? Yes, not not with the blue people at the ears. It's the yeah, one with the, the little kid that can control stuff with his hands. He's got an arrow in his head. So so so. All right. So that that leads me into two very quick questions because then we'll get back to what we're supposed to be talking about. But you you you're you're taking me down these roads, Jevo, and I gotta go. Like I can't not walk walk with me, sir. But but <laughs> but because uh, you mentioned Voltron, did you did you? And I, I'm asking legit. Did they redid Voltron on Netflix? Did you? Okay. No. no the re- I, I, I heard it wasn't bad. I just. Here, wait. Here, there's a reason specifically. I'm asking because the same people who did that are the people who did both Avatar and Korra. So the the two shows for Avatar. And I'm telling you, dude, if you're a Voltron fan and if you end up liking Avatar, you will love the remake. And it doesn't take away so much so that at one point they run into the old cast. Okay. Like they 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 show Revenant. They do their own thing. And I give them credit for doing their own thing, but they don't forget the the origin of where it comes from. You know, I I'm very I'm very hard pressed because like a lot of the properties that I loved when I was younger, either they have not made it to the U.S. in any other form other than what they were originally, or the forms they made it in are like really really fucking bad. Um, but. The the holding up on watching the Voltron is the same reason why I held up on watching Thundercats. Actually, it's the same reason why I held up on watching Fraggle Rock. I'm a Jim Henson whore. That man can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. When I heard that there was a new Fraggle Rock series that was coming on, I was like, fuck no. No, fuck no. There's like, there's no part of it that you're going to talk me into that's going to make it okay. So I'm the same way about a lot of the rest of my shit. But it's probably my fault because I refuse to move forward. But I tell you, I was like, you know what? It's Jim. I owe it to him. Let me at least dip my toe in. Fraggle Rock, Back to the Rock is fucking fantastic. I, haven't, wa- I haven't watched it yet because I just haven't, but not because of it's, anything. It's amazing. So maybe I do need to sit my ass down and 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 check out the Voltron. You know what? I'll 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 do that. I'll I'll run Voltron and I'll run uh, I'll run Avatar. And then and then you and I will connect either on Potoskew or Jabology because I oh, could yeah. I could do that all day. Oh Both yeah, because I've I've been I've watched because I can't do Dragon Ball Z's and all the anime yeah. series that yeah, I watched yeah. like they're old like uh, Robotech. I was a huge Robotech guy. Robotech, Robotech is probably Robotech is probably my favorite. Uh, is probably my favorite if you want to call it anime. Um, Transor Z. Yeah, do Transor Z. Love Transor Z. Um, like it used to be like the robot hour. It's Transor Z right into Voltron. Up yeah, because I thought it was really strange for a kid's show that, like, Aphrodite A, like, Transor Z's homegirl, like, her boobs were fucking missiles. I was like, really? This is what we're doing right now? Like, I was a kid, like, living in Korea. Like, these are the cartoons that I grew up with on Sunday, on uh, uh, Saturday mornings. 
but some of it, a lot of it was a uh, military feed from yeah. stuff that they're picking up. Yeah. So like I watched my speed racer, my trans or Z, uh, I didn't get into, uh, Gigantor and stuff until a little bit later on, but I don't know. Um, some of the faceless stuff I've seen, I really wasn't, I wasn't hugely impressed with, but if you are a, uh, if you are an avatar guy with all the, sh- the amazing things that I heard about that show, and if it's if it's the same crew that that rock Voltron, I'll give Voltron a run. I'm I, just really really particular about my lines, man. No, no, I no, no, no. My lines. Listen, I I get it, and there are some differences. I'm not going to front and tell you that it's you know. But if you can go into it with an open mind and know that they are showing revenants to the original series with the way they do things, but still putting their own spin on it, let them have it. But I'm telling oh, you, dude. Right watch the Avatar stuff. For, watch it first. Not because it's you need to, but I've been saying watch that and Korra first. I will. I, I, and I heard, like, there's so many things about Avatar that I'd heard that are bomb. But but getting, <laughs> you know, so get, getting back to the, you know, I don't know there's well, much else to do. She came back. She, she came, came back. back I and saw? she brought drinks, she, dude. I want drinks. <laughs> Someone bring me a drink. Um, Why don't you bring... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, no, but... Uh, uh yeah no I, I this was definitely my first experience with John Malkovich for sure and then and then and then I got into being John Malkovich rounders you know yes. a bunch of other other stuff that he's been in that I'm a and I'm a I'm a fan like I am a Malkovich fan but I dude KGP from rounders I dug yeah. um dangerous liaisons it's boring but you, got, it's you got to admit for our first intro Cyrus is a pretty good a, introduction a, you know what I will tell you this. Your introduction into if this if, with this being your introduction into Malkovich, way better introduction than mine. Mine yeah. was Dangerous Liaisons. I had to, as a kid, I had to try to appreciate what that movie was about for me to dig it. And then, oddly enough, I thought that that Cruel Intentions was sexier just because it had a younger cast and they were great. But oh, Mountain Dude, that's a that's a great start to getting to John Malkovich, and yeah. especially to go from there to being John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. And I love KGB. I love his character as KGB. Teddy KGB is one of my. I mean. We did a Rounders episode, and Enrico's right. His accent's pretty fucking terrible. But oh, yeah. Its accent's horrendous, but it's just a good... I liked Rounders. I didn't watch Rounders until probably about, what, maybe about four years ago? Four, five oh, years my ago. God. It's so good. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. See, that's it. I mean, not not to go completely off topic, but I mean, like, I... It's a shame he's such a douchebag, because I'm a Ed Norton fan, but I mean, everything I hear is he's just terrible to work with, you know? So... Ed Norton, <laughs> I, I, I would okay. As far as personal shit, I don't know if the jury's still out or whatever. But I'll tell you right now, uh, we talked about it on fucking uh, on Jab on the team. Edward Norton and fucking oh, and Primal Fear. I didn't see that. I, so, oh my god, that is the first movie that I believe it's the first movie that Edward Norton did. That was my walk into Edward Norton. And if you watch that movie, anytime you throw a cast like that together and you don't even recognize that Richard Gere's in it really, like you know he's there, but you're not really focused on him. <laughs> like, dude, Primal Fear is that was for that to have been Norton's coming out party. If Norton, like, and Norton delivers, if he's a asshole to work with, I'm like, eh, if it means that he keeps giving those good performances, then I'm good with it. So, 25th hour. Before we move on from Con Air, the one thing I want to talk about is the director. Um, Simon West is the guy's name. Yes. And he he did nothing but music videos up until this movie. 
This was his first movie. Really? And the, he did a he he did he did he did he is the, the he is the reason for Rick rolling because he <laughs> did Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. That guy might be my hero. He did. He is responsible for the Budweiser frogs. That guy, yeah, he's he's kind of my hero. You know, he <laughs> that guy knows what works. But then he did. Like, but then he did Laura Croft, the first one, the first Tomb Raider with uh, Angeli. I've never seen any of the Tomb Raider movies. They are okay. They're okay. They're not bad. Um, and he did the second Expendables, and those are the only ones that really seem to make the, to be worth talking about. But still, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see um, General's daughter in here. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Swallows and Amazons, which that's like before that I've never even heard of. The Saint. I hope that's not the other. Uh, what? Wait, I don't see the Saint. Where are you looking? Oh, I'm looking. It's not. It's not the. It's not the Val Kilmer one. Apparently, I still there's don't, one. I still don't see it. It's a. It came out in 2017. Apparently, it's really terrible. Oh no, he's not. He's not listed as a director. Excuse me, I take that back. He's not listed as a director. He was attached to that movie. Okay, I was gonna say his his. uh, Oh, he was terrible. He he was the executive producer. He was a producer. General's daughter is a little. I mean, General's daughter is a little bit. That movie's a little bit fucked up. But uh, I mean, he's carved out a between. I'd say between Con Air Mechanic, uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah, he's carved out a little. Yeah, He's but it's in, but but it's a very interesting list of shit. Is kind of my point. Like that's a very. It doesn't matter. He gave us Rick Astley. That's true. Hey, never gonna give you up. Yeah, don't don't no, get me yeah, started. No, yeah, yeah. Which, by I the did. way, can can let 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 me let's get into this thing where you take my music card from me. <laughs> because I didn't even know there was a difference between the two versions of, um um. How do I live? Like I didn't even know that I didn't even know there were two different versions. I didn't care there were two different versions, and I didn't give a shit that that mo- song was in the movie at all. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I I think there's actually don't hold me to this, but I think there's actually a story behind that one that there was a huge vehicle to get to get pushed behind Trisha Yearwood's version, and I think Trisha Yearwood's version uh, was the award winner. I think she's got the version that won the awards because it was attached to that movie. And Leanne Rhymes, this is just me. Leanne Rhymes got hosed, but I think Leanne Rhymes' version is leagues better. And I'm not hating on Trisha Yearwood. I mean, Garth wrangled her up, and she's a G in her own right. But you know, I I think Leanne Rhymes' version was so much better. But there's, I knew that there was like a, a mini story uh, behind that, but. I'll still side with with Leanne Rhymes' version of that song. Well, I mean, as someone who loves uh, "Can't Fight the Moonlight," I'll give you that. So, I mean, like, I have know. never heard another grown man say that out loud since basic training. Um, I can't talk trash though, because to to be completely honest, I love "Can't Fight the Moonlight." I, that's that's one of them songs that comes on in the car, and it's. I don't think it's a great song. It's awkward, but I like the awkwardness of it. It just oh, works. I, I I don't think it's awkward at all. And yes, so I watched. I, I accidentally watched Cocktail like maybe a month ago. Don't say accidentally. It's a movie you it should watch. It was accidental, watch. man. It was don't 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 know. Because I literally wa- I watched the boys again, and I'm like, dude, what else does Elizabeth Shue get naked in? I'm like, 
but then I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it for that. There's this guy in college whose whose penis I grabbed that she's staring at me like all weird. Don't pay attention to her. She's the one that sends me pictures of Sally Field. She's like, you like that old bitch, don't you? I'm like, yes, I do. I know um, you said that on Jamology. I remember. (laughs) My roommate in college used to love that movie. He's like, you never see because that's the first time I watched. You watch Cocktail? I'm like, no. Why do I want to watch Tom Cruise running around the girl from Karate Kid for? And then I watched it. I was like, "Mm, I get it. That's, I like. I, I I I will tell you this very quickly. I was gonna open up a nightclub. I think I mentioned this on Jabology. I may or may not have, but I had a whole business plan to open up a, a nightclub out in San Diego twenty years ago or something. And my training video was going to be for the men cocktail and for the women coyote ugly. You just needed to watch that and learn because if you can't be like that, nice. and I'm not saying you got to be like a, a slut on the bar. I ain't saying that, but like you have to be that That's... open and interactive with the uh, with the the crowd. And if you didn't have that in you, mm-mm, sorry. See, I, I immediately was like, "How dare you?" It's 2022. I can watch the coyote ugly video. I will go on the bar move my ass around, show my thong, and shoot people with fucking beer. I'll do it. That's all I'm, I'm no, but I'm saying like I don't I do, yeah, it's it's just meant to be like, you know, I need I want you to to be I want the crowd to want to talk to you and want to you know what I mean? Just, what? I don't I don't think you heard what I just said. I heard if you. you decide to do this bar thing Dude, nipple rings in the whole nine. Keep, just keep it in your back pocket. Well, I, just I, saying. I need, I need. I, the last time I did the math, I need thirty-two million dollars just to get the doors open. So if you got thirty-two million, you want to give me, then we'll go do it. You know, so that's either that's either a lot of mouth, or we can take the Kevin Smith route. But I don't know how to get thirty-two million in credit cards. Dude. All right. So <laughs> anyway, um, I I want to move over to um. I want to move to The Rock, actually, which is not one that I watched for this one, but I brought up the the, the theory that I wanted. I didn't know if you've heard the, the theory. Rock is a perfect movie. I will hear nothing else. <laughs> well, all right, the then. Rock a, the Rock is a perfect movie. Nothing else should be said to blaspheme The Rock. <laughs> no, go ahead with your theory. No, 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 no. This is not even a blaspheming theory. Enrico's the one that brought this to me. I, I, he, he, he told me about this, and it's not his theory for those that might be tuning in for the first time. It's something he was just being the messenger on, but it made sense. And that Sean, Con- that please let it be what I'm thinking about. Well, what, are, what are you thinking? I'll confirm it. What are you thinking? Is it, is it the, is it the theory that John Mason is James Bond? Yes. Yes. Love it. That yeah. is probably one of my absolute favorite theories about that movie. It is, it is absolutely my, and I, and the first time I think I read it, I read all the little tips and tricks on how it could possibly be true. And every part of me wants them to come back and be like, you know what? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, Jay, even if you, I'm, I, I, I'm okay with it. No, I'm completely but, okay with it. Yeah, and otherwise, you're not wrong. I, Nicholas does a great job. Ed Harris, I think that was my first introdu- introduction to him. Was that particular movie? Um, um, I can't. That take- was probably what, my second, third, third time. I think the first time I caught him was in the abyss. So now this is going to sound really weird. You need to hear me out because considering Sean Connery can't change his accent to save his goddamn life, and he typically has the same same weave on in every movie. He like he has the same hairstyle. <laughs> I somehow did not link that he's in three movies that I had seen. Oh, like like I didn't realize I. Three movies that I love for a long, I, I know it now, but there was a long time I did not link that it was that guy was the same as was in Indy's dad. Couldn't have mm-hmm. told you that. 
nor the captain in Hunt for Red October. Like, I could not have linked those three yep. together if you paid me money, you know. Dude, a matter of fact, it, Con- Connery, the, the reason why The Rock is just so good, and it's not even, and I loved that movie, like I said, turn your brain off. It's not what you're here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? We just decided, decided to find one guy that broke it. Like, dude, in real life, man, it's like there's like 19 different special operations groups that could have did this shit in like 15 minutes. Like, yeah, you yeah. didn't have to go get James Bond. But before they even dropped that theory that, hey, you know, this could be a thing. Dude, I thought The Rock was excellent. Yeah. I just thought it was great. Like, it's a, it's a chasing good movie. through downtown San Francisco. Like, dude, the fact that Sean Connery's like 90 fucking niggas up, I, I completely got behind it. There was no part of me was like, nah. And as Indian, dude, I think... Here we go. Probably going to take a shot for this one. The Last Crusade is probably the most complete Indiana Jones movie. Oh, no. Now you, I, think- I agree with you 100%. Right? Rico and I did a whole Indiana Jones episode, and we both ranked Last Crusade as the best of the four. Last Crusade is probably, the, in my opinion, Last it, it would go Last Crusade, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, then Kingdom nope. of the Crystal Skull. Nope. And, and nope. really? You think nope. Temple of Doom is, is better? No, I think Temple of Doom is the worst of the four. No way. Oh, for sure. Oh, no way. Without- Slavery's never looked so good, baby. What's that? Slavery's never looked so good. It's it's multiple things. <laughs> there's multiple problems with it. There, there's, there's- hey, I, when's the last time you tried to rip out somebody's heart? You didn't know what to say when you were doing it. And my ass... When I was dude, that movie was so fantastic to me when I was a kid. I I memorized that whole motto, motto suiko jepeni ocho vido um before they start whipping the shit out of short round. Temple of Doom is fire. It is probably the most you don't need to pay attention. Just to Just because shit the other whole room is made of fire doesn't make the movie fire. I want you to do that sometime in another aspect. Of sexually, your life. <laughs> you sexually, you want me to eat your butt and be like nacho odo vido um. <laughs> Yeah, we're on the show. Um, dude, um, I think... That's that, a thing I that will never be said on Potescu ever again. Like that's... He's, like, he's like, Rico, no. never asked me to eat your ass while quoting Indiana Jones. You're like, dude, too late. I just came off my honeymoon, nigga. It's game time. No, that was just like, I've never heard anybody re- recite that before. Dude, Neither have I. Neither have I. See, and you you have to understand, when I tell you that I think uh, Indiana Jones is quite possibly the, the greatest character written for, for, for movies, I, I jumped all in that. So when um, uh, Connery showed up, I, I almost, signed, personal life aside, I almost sign on for anything, if most not everything that Connery has done. With the, here, here's the part's gonna get me killed, with the exception of me thinking that he's the best Bond. He's not the best Bond. He's not my favorite Bond. I think nope. he was a good Bond, but he's not. He's uh, who, not. I hate to say it. He's not Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's the guy that made me love Bond all over again. I, I, he's the I, guy that. Made, yeah. I, I will, I will quasi echo your thoughts, and this is why I say quasi because I didn't love Bond at all until Daniel Craig. Like, I was not a Bond fan. I didn't like Brosnan. I didn't like Connery. And and what it was for me was not even the acting. Like, I'm not shitting on any of those actors, like, any of them. What I what I had a problem with was the, the gadgetry. It was too yeah. ga- It was too over the top of the gadgetry for it's, me. It's the same thing that became... It's the same problem that you had with the movies. You stopped giving a fuck about the acting. You just want to see what next thing they could bring in. And after a while, with Bond, it got to a point where all they do is, like, 
Pierce Brosnan, some random motherfucker that you don't know, and a new car from Audi. Like, yeah. at that point, you're like, oh, where's the car at? Who gives a shit? Um, we had the Daniel Craig thing on Jabology, so we're not going back down that road yes, again. Because you we and I, we don't need to go I, back I, down I thought, that road. I thought we were going to go to blows on that one. That one was like. No, it's okay. I, some, I mean, some opinions are cool, and then there's apparently mine no uh, no 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 i thought you were gonna no i was going the other way i thought you were gonna swing on me because of my take on quantum um oh, the, even the indiana jones thing doesn't upset me because because I, I can i can see why a lot of people would I, of all the movies i think that i don't hate um, on crystal skull as much as other people do i don't i, I, can, I hate on crystal skull because of shia see i listen to me to me that's shia's second best performance that i've seen him in um, for me, uh, holes, believe it see, or not. I, I didn't, I didn't, so I didn't see holes, so I can't speak that for, for me, his best performance is in wall street too. Money never sleeps. He is fucking fantastic. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. Yeah. That, that's guys, we, we listened to your episode. As a matter of fact, we listened to your, uh, your wall street episode, your, your, your yeah. street episode. And I actually, I want to sit down. I'm going to sit down and watch. Boiler Room. I'm gonna watch uh, Wall Street, and I'm gonna watch uh, the the second Wall Street. You, well, Just because I haven't watched Boiler Room in forever. You might as well add. Well, you might as, go back and peep it. You might as well add Wolf of Wall Street and just do all four that we I talked watched, about. Dude, I, I watched. Lo- Wo- we love Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf we of Wall that Street probably at least once yeah. or twice a week. That I'm movie find- gets watched see, a lot. I'm finding out that there are movies she'll stay awake for. This is exciting oh, to find out. There's so. no way in the world that you can rock a mid fucking dart bird and her not at least be like, was that a fucking midget? Plus, I think she's got a thing for Leo. No, it's not Leo. Really? No. Oh, wait, wait, who is it? Jonah. <laughs> when Jonah Hill actually gets punched, like that part, like I'll stay up and just watch that part over and over and over. But I do, I like Jonah Hill. Jonah Jonah's why you show up to that movie? Not because I think he's sexy or anything. No, I'm just still like, watching. I'm not hating on like, Jonah Hill, but I'm like, you realize like John Bernthal's in that movie, right? It's like, <laughs> you realize that Margot Robbie, like anytime that she's not annoying the shit out of me these days is Harley. It's like, you realize she, she can act and she knocked that one out the fucking Oh, bars. I like her as Harley. I like her as Harley, but it's going to become one of them things where I'm like, you're you know, good. The only problem I have with her as Harley is the middle child of ours looks up to her. Mm. And she's, she's not clothed as much as she could. They be. put more clothes on her. For the, set, for, the, for the Harley Quinn movie, They one of yeah. the things is they made sure that she wasn't all as scantily clad. Uh, we 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 did the episode, so you can go check it out for more detail, but I ranked them... Harley Quinn, Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, in that order, without question. That's that's easily the order of those three movies. I haven't watched any of them. I, yeah, I, she, I, she's, I, watched, she's, she's watched bits and pieces of them enough to know that every time I watch Peacemaker, she knows what he's from. I, I, I thought The Suicide Squad was terrible. I, I didn't like it at all. The Suicide Squad was excellent. Um, No. It, James Gunn, if, if there's three things that I think James Gunn, whatever happened to him, whatever parent didn't love him enough. The last good okay. movie he made was Guardians <laughs> 1. The last, two, good, the last good movie, the, you know what? The last good movie he made before Suicide Squad was Guardians 1. Guardians 1 was great because it wasn't supposed to be. Two, and two, 2 was okay, but... 2 was horrible. No. It wasn't horrible two is was a horrible. strong word. 
Tubal was two two to me was horrible. I mean, there was some stuff in there you enjoyed watching, but I'm like, I, I get it, dude. Like you you don't have a normal family. Somebody didn't love you, and you think it's okay to be a I misfit mean, my, my, as long as misfits fit together, you can all hug. Yeah, it's all it's everything James Gunn does. Peacemaker. Funny group of people that aren't supposed to fit together, but they love each other as a family, although one of them is dysfunctional. Guardians, group of people that aren't supposed to fit together, but they do because one of them... Let her talk, man. Come on. She knows this. So are you ready for this? Sure. The very first MCU movie out of all of them that I ever watched, I went to go see Guardians 2 in theaters, and that is the first... Like, I'm not into any of the superhero movies. Like, it's just not my thing at all. Sure. First of all, movies aren't my thing, but superhero movies, action, all of that just wasn't my thing. That is the first movie that I was okay with going into the theaters, watching it, and it actually made me cry. Like, I I really liked Guardians I, 2. That made me watch more MCU movies. My, my biggest problem with Guardians 2 very quickly was Drax. Drax, they they overdid Drax. He, he was way better in the first one. That's just my honest opinion on that. But anyway... We're, we're we're way off topic, and I'm usually better. I'm usually better. There's something about you, Javo. I can't like wrangle you. I can wrangle Rico. I can't wrangle Wait, you. We, it's funny. We can walk backwards from Connery because uh, we got to Connery because we were talking. No, no, about I know it. how to. I know how to get back. I can just usually do it easier <laughs> with Rico. Um, but no, but Connery in the Rock. I mean, that whole movie was good. I. If I'm taking because we're and he's done a bunch of action films, but if I'm gonna take like. Some of the top action films that that Nick's been in, right? And I'm gonna name that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna name three. But if you feel like there's a fourth that you can think of that needs to be thrown into the mix, tell me. That's fine. I don't. I'm not. I'm not arguing here. Uh, I would say Rock On and um, Con Air. Those are like your top three Nick Cage action movies. Um, um those are probably okay. Although I did say that Nick Cage is, you should like him. Yeah, I will back that up by saying he does have a lot of shit that you're like, okay, what the fuck were you thinking? Those are probably yeah, those are probably the the two best off the top of my head. Those are probably the best action movies he has. Face Off was fire. The Rock. Oh, I forgot about Face. Yeah, I forgot about Face Off. So I'll put I'll throw Face Off in that mix. But uh, for me, of that that list, Gone's my favorite. Of just Rick. those, of just those four, I'm saying of those four that we just talked about. That Gone's my favorite. I love Gone in sixty seconds, but I'm a huge car guy too. So okay. to see to see them going around and you know stealing these different cars. Plus, I'm a big Angeline fan. Um, I mean, like she she you know when you got DSLs like that, you know you can do whatever. Um, She's so tiny. I don't care. I've seen her in real life. She looks yeah. like a skeleton with like skin pulled over it. She okay, came up. She came over while we were deployed. You, we started getting off a of plane. It's weird. Are you talking about strictly action movies that Cage has thrown down at the moment? Yes, but we can get okay. we can go wider in a second for sure. But from an okay, action I, movie thing, yeah. Because I had to dance over his. Yeah, I had to dance real quick over his discography again, and I'm like, okay, well. There's a couple of movies his that I dig, but they're not considered action. Right, films. right, and I'm sure there's plenty of those, and we can get into them too. But I was just saying, I do want to ask you about an action movie that I would not put at the top, but I'm curious because I feel like a lot of people have never seen it. But I get this weird feeling you might have, and I mean that in a good way. But mm. there's a movie called Firebirds. Old movie. Old movie. Him and Tommy Lee Jones, and he's yes. he's a he's learning how to 
fly um, the helicopters. Long, long, long time ago. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Yes. 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 Long time yeah. ago. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I've even heard that movie mentioned in forever. That's 1990. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lo- yeah long time ago. That's before I even started appreciating movies. To put that in perspective, that's like two years after uh, Keaton's Batman came out. That. It's a year after <laughs> yeah. Keaton. Keaton's yeah. That's 89. Like a long time ago. Yeah. Keaton. A Batman. Summer of 89. Um. We're not going to get into that mix because I know we don't agree there either, but that's all right. It's okay. I, I've learned to let that go. <laughs> Bat- Batman, Batman, and James Bond run the same gambit, but they have the same problems, and you fix them the same way. Give me yeah. more well, realistic yeah. stories with with a decent rogues gallery. There you go. Um, um, what yeah, was the movie you wanted Dawn to mention? Is straight, Dawn is straight. I think it's a decent cage action flick. Well, I mean, I I think it's a mixture of things, right? I think I I think it's it goes back to, and I say this all the time, not even just about Nick's movies, but in general, if you get the right cast of people together and they complement each other the right way, Con Air was very similar in that. Right, you had the right cast of people complementing each other in some way, even if they're not cooperating on screen. Like you might have them, you know what I mean? But because Con Air also kind of like Con Air was kind of like. Well, that was what, like second or third in that in his streak of yeah, like uh, his movies oh, that just um, came. Hold on, I'll get to it years again. I want to make sure. In order, it was the in order of release. It is mm. the Rock, Con Air, Face Off, and then Gone of those four. Okay. The after the Rock, man, I, I don't know. It kind of feels like it kind of because even if you watch the Rock, now that I'm thinking about it, if you look around that room. It's some of the guys that are playing officers. Some yeah. of the, like, yeah, it's big names in I, that yeah, one too. A, yeah, there's a pretty, yeah. like you got Bokeem Woodbine in there. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the actor's name, but if you've seen uh, True Romance, the guy that Christian Slater's sitting there talking to about, oh, yeah, he's reading the Elvis yeah. article, yeah, and he won't leave the guy alone. That guy's in there. Um, and like you said, oh, um, Ed, Ed Harris, um, I think it, it Con Air, now that I think about it, it kind of feels like. There's a bunch of guys that they might have wanted to include in The Rock, but they couldn't get him in there. And they're well, like, I mean, oh, we'll catch you in the next big project. And well, he was already – like, Cage has a great – he had a great forward trajectory. And he I mean, still does. And, I mean, look at – let's look at let's look at the cast from Gone for a second. I mean, obviously Nick, obviously Angelina. We already talked about them. He got Giovanni mm-hmm. Ribisi. I'm a fan. Rico's not oh, as big yeah. of a fan, but I'm a, I'm a, Ribi, I'm a Giovanni fan. I like, I like Ribisi. He, he, the only problem I have with Giovanni is he's like – he's, he's – He's like Tom Cruise level Scientologist, like he's that devoted, you I, know. But, I, um, but I mean, you got him, you got Kai McBride. I'm a big Kai McBride fan. Um, L- love a lot of stuff. Love you got a lot of stuff. Delroy Lindo. It was, and then, and then it was my first introduction to Timothy Oliphantastic. Um, really? He, yeah, he wasn't I, gone in sixty seconds. What's that? He was in Gone in 60 seconds. That's what I'm talking about. We're talking about oh, that oh, cast. Oh, I thought you were talking about Gone. I'm like, Deborah Orlando was in Gone? No, when I say Gone, I'm oh, saying Gone. These 60. are all Gone in gone. 60 seconds, guys. Yeah. Well, gone um, in 60 was just... Scott, but this is the first time I've seen Scott Kahn. The first time I saw Giovanni. Um, you know, I had seen Kai McBride when he was on Boston Public. That's where I first saw him. But... And then, and then you get into, and then of course you got Will Will Patton, who's awesome. That dude's a badass in just about everything I've seen him in. And then, uh, I mean, and of course, if you can, and then you lock down Robert Duvall. I mean, like, 
dude, yeah, I I dig this movie a lot. So uh, I will. There is no part of me. <laughs> there is no part of me that will tell you no on that one. I think. Go, okay, I. Anybody that tells you that the oh never mind, I can't. I got to keep saying that you know this is pretty much my opinion, so it doesn't fucking matter. Anybody that tells you that Roger Corman's version of Gone in sixty seconds, the original, is better than the Nicolas Cage one, is full of shit. And the reason why I say it's full of shit is because it's another one of those movies that you really don't need anything. Turn your fucking brain off. Yeah, like yeah. the guy, the guy that you're supposed to be afraid of that makes furniture. Who gives a shit? It's a movie about a bunch of gorgeous people that steal cars. It's like, still gorgeous really, cars. Like, gorgeous people stealing yeah. gorgeous cars. Yeah. That's all it is. And the, th- the fact that it's like you're giving me a heist movie. Heist movies are the shit, period, if you do them well. Yep. You're giving me a heist movie that involves cars, which there's a lot of people that are car people. All you got to do is toss in a couple of really cool flex here and there. Like from the second that they're like, Oh no, they put the list of cars on the wall and they wrote them in an ink that you can't see unless you have special bulk. I'm do turn your brain off. I'm on for it. Like and you gotta you gotta remember like this came out right at the time that the car thing was was getting big because it's the same year as the first Fast and the Furious. Yeah, and the thing is, those movies are so huge. I remember going to see Fast and Furious in the theater, and they were like, they had that disclaimer. Do not leave yep. the theater driving like this in yep. the motherfucking mood, nigga. We ain't trying to have nobody die. Like, that's more or less what they <laughs> right, were doing. Right, right, right. They had to tell me the same thing and gone in 60 seconds. It was fun. It wasn't a great movie. It was fun. Besides, yeah. what Memphis Reigns is one of the coolest names in movie history. And, and oh, the, yes, and then and not as necessarily as cool, but every time I see that guy, I, the one guy I call him Sphinx. I don't care what movie he's in. I don't care what I, what job he's doing. He's Sphinx, you know, and always will be, you know. Oh, so. Vinny? Oh, Vinny but, Jones? Yeah. <laughs> Juggernaut? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah. I like Vinny. I like I, Vinny. You know, and then, but you want to get back into to Nick and some of it. What was the one you wanted to add? You wanted to mention a couple that weren't like action flicks. What were you? Um, like my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. The ones that I think that um, we, we had already mentioned uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Right, which I need to um, watch again, really. I really do. I need to watch it it's, again. Dude, it's, it's, such a good, I, it's such a good movie. Yeah, I'll probably have to go back and, and watch it again, too, just so I can be like, ah, it's been a while. But that movie, I remember being really good. I'm not hating on National Treasure. I thought it did what it did. Oh, I love, um, I love both of them. I can't wait for the third one. It's coming. So Fucking Lord of War. I have not seen that. I love Lord of War. First of all, for me, has the greatest opening um, credits montage because the whole movie itself is about gun and gun dealers. Yeah, probably my favorite. Probably my favorite time of seeing Jared Leto in anything, other than watching him get the crap beat out of him in, in fucking Fight Club and uh and Fight Club. Mm-hmm. But Lord of War, the opening of that movie, it starts with a bullet being made an A47 around being made in a factory. And like you're you are the bullet. You have the the first person view of the bullet. And you get dumped in boxes and moved here, then you fall on the floor, then you get thrown in an arsenal, then you get put in an ammo box and all this. Then you get loaded into an AK47 of a child soldier in Africa and then you get eventually shot into the body of an adult. Like it it's a very awesome opening. Uh, I love that movie. I love leaving Las Vegas. Um, if I keep going down here, I mean, he really didn't have a big part in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, Want to ask you what you think about Matchstick Men? 
Matchstick Men is, I think that is, I think that's, that goes on my short list of cages is best. I love Matchstick Men. It's really good. It's really I good. I think it's amazing. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I think Raising Arizona. I've I've only seen that once and I was way underage for seeing it. So like, I don't think I really grasped it. I need to watch that again too. Go back and check it out now. For 87, dude, like Raising Arizona is just, it's just a really good movie. That's And it's the first time that you get to see, it's directed by one of the Coen brothers well, that's, and produced by the other. Well, that's that's so. what I was going to say. Is like Rico and I are, we don't know when yet, but we're planning on doing like Coen brothers deep dive. So that's going to be part of that. So when we, you let know. Let me know, let me know how that rides. Cause I've, I've, I need to, I've never seen Fargo. Neither have I. I've heard that Fargo is amazing. I heard the show is amazing. I like Frances McDormand. I think I completely fell all the way in love with her after three billboards, but like the Cohen brothers, another user and, and stuff a lot. Um, but yeah, if y'all did the Cohen's deep dive, that'd be pretty solid. Cause whatever the hell, I think it was Joel. I think it was, don't hold me to that, but I think it was Joel that directed, uh, uh, raising Arizona. And if Joel, if that's what Joel did with K, I think that's one of Cage's best movies. Leave, Raising Arizona is just good. I think I saw it as a kid, and there was so much around it that I was okay, well, maybe I'll go back and watch it so, again. I think I did it maybe like 10 years ago. According to IMDb, technically they both directed a bit. The only one credited for it is Joel. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, it, it, Raising Arizona. like Nicolas Cage has enough movies in his clip that are completely – He's to me, he's like a, he's like a, he's like a Val Kilmer. You're the guy that you don't exactly realize everything that you've been in and how good you have the ability to be in different stuff in your range and everything. Everybody has their island of Dr. Moreau's. It, it happens. Cage just embraces the fuck out of his island of Dr. Moreau's. He's like, we need to do a movie about a truffle hunting pig. Gotcha. We need to do a movie about a hallucinogenic fucking wasp that steals your girlfriend and you have to go kill mutants with a chainsaw. He's like, Nigga, I did it Tuesday, but I'll do it again. <laughs> like, he he's that guy. Yeah, and, yeah, and another, yeah. The one thing that you love him or hate him, the one thing I do like about Cage is, like, I you, I don't think any of this comes because he's a Coppola. Like, I, I think he's the I, Coppola that... I, I, I think it started because he's a Coppola. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at some point in time, he was like, yeah, I'm good. Look, we, we can we can agree though in some of these movies, especially his act his action flicks, right? He it's in his contract that he has to do the wide eyed show all his teeth thing, right? Like he he's got to do <laughs> that because he, he does it in every one of them, you know. <laughs> oh God, who's who's um whose roast was it? I think it, I don't I don't know if one of them had had a roast or whatever else, but they were just like I think it might have been John Travolta's if he had one, but they were just like yeah, it's kind of like we watched Face Off. It's like and it kind of feels like the the direction was they told Nicolas Cage it's like we need you to act and have the exact same mannerisms as John Travolta. Like study John Travolta and nail that character. And he was like all right, cool, I got it. And it's like somebody turned around and told John Travolta it's like. Just go ape shit, dude. Let yourself go. <laughs> Just go as far off the fucking deep end as humanly possible, and you'll probably come close to what Cage is able to do because he's batshit crazy, but let it ride. I think that's probably one of the best things that, that, that Cage has going for him. In his movie career, he's damn near fucking fearless. Like, he's the guy that was in the background of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm -hmm. He's also the guy that was in, like, Face Off was huge. He it had was. a good it run, but face, yeah. 
for it to be a movie about two guys getting their faces removed and going to fuck up each other's families, that movie was. I mean, you had a good, you had a good cat. Vanessa Marcel, everybody loved her. She was all hot on Jennifer Hot General, uh, General Hospital. They brought her in. That speech in the rock, the in the rock, that speech that uh, Hummel gives. Yeah, dude. That, that matter of fact, that whole back and forth between him and Michael Bean. That shit used to get me emotional. My dad was in Desert Storm. He's like, dude, we're brothers. I don't know why we're doing this. We spilled the same blood in the same mud. We were the same guys that were pissed on and shit on by our fucking government. That whole scene in the shower room, fantastic. It, like, Cage has been in, I think with his with some of his action movie runs, he's been blessed to be in the right place at the right time, and it seems that badass cast have wanted to jump on and join him. So. Dude, here, here's something you might find interesting. Do you know why he calls himself Nick Cage besides to separate himself from the Coppolas? Like why uh, he selected he, he selected Cage? Was it because of the superhero? Luke Cage. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I had read somewhere it was because of the superhero. Yeah. So the only thing that I can say that I've watched the whole thing that I was familiar with is when we did Pig on scene in fifteen. Whenever we did that, the first fifteen minutes of Pig. Okay. And that is. The only thing that I like, of course, I know the name. I've seen his face. I kind of know him from, you know, he's got his short hair and some, and then he's got where his hair like grows long and he, I can't, I don't even know how to describe him other than, I don't know, but we started, we, we watched that. And so that's the only thing that I can say, like right now to date that I can remember seeing what's the, him. In. What's the first thing you said we were in a car when you saw the picture of the cover of Con Air about Nick Cage? Uh, it wasn't very nice. She was like, "Oh my god, he has a fucking mullet." Oh yeah, he has a mullet. I did. I was just like, <laughs> "Did did what? you did you see fucking um? Oh, you don't like sports, so I guess it won't matter." But did you see Aaron Rodgers? Oh god, does he have a mullet now? He came in to training camp, first day of training camp, dressed like Cameron Poe on purpose. Are you serious? Ha- on purpose. And now and has a Nicolas Cage bust in his locker that he's just keeping in his locker. You know what? That's Aaron Rodgers, dude. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, he did, last year he did the whole John Wick thing. So I mean, like, you know. He's Aaron Rodgers, man. Do you do what you want, buddy. You you're the guy that nobody thought could do anything after Favara left and you were like, "Yeah, I got this." Yeah. Um but yeah, man, this is the, he he I don't like he he's definitely had some stinkers too. I mean, there's no doubt. You know what I mean? But uh oh, what? She just showed me the picture of him strolling in, looking like. Cameron oh, I remember. Poe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron. I was like, yeah, he, he did it. Aaron don't give a fuck no more. No, he. he <laughs> what do you mean no more? He I don't think he ever did. Yeah, Aaron's just like, yeah, I'm good. He, he just did Rogan. More hair, that's about it. He just he just did Rogan. Yeah, I I I'm still kind of anti Rogan these days, but that's beside the point. I don't really I don't really listen to Rogan unless he has like unless he has like extremely interesting people or people that have done some interesting shit in the news. Like, Neil deGrasse Tyson or fuck. He, he just uh, went all like anti. He went anti vax on me, and I was like, okay, you can. My you know. my whole thing is if you're. I just didn't like the way that he presented it. I'm like, come on, dude. Act like half the people that listen to your show aren't fucking life or death barbed wire tattoo having motherfuckers that crush beer cans with their heads. Yeah. When you tell them, oh, dude, it's okay. Fucking like COVID only affects like older people or people that aren't in shape. Look at all the fighters in the UFC. They're in shape. They're good, bro. I'm Joe Rogan. They're good, bro. And then like 19,000 niggas die that are like under the age of 21 that are like professional bodybuilders. And I'm like, fuck you going to say now, Joe. And then yeah. you want to come back with the, I'm not a doctor. Anybody, 
uh, I used to do a show where people ate weird shit for money. Anybody that listens to me for medical advice are idiots. You weren't saying that shit when you had your whole episode about it, and that's the only part that that's the only part where I have an issue. Yeah. It's not your job to be like, hey, this is a show, dumbasses, don't listen. But then yeah, again, I mean, like Rico and I have spoken our opinion on things, but we also very much stress up front, like you know, these are what we feel. Like, think for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, we can give you our opinion, but don't you know? Just because we say it, you know. Kind of like that Woodstock '99 thing with uh, with the whole Fred Durst. Yeah. Eh, what, what, was it your responsibility to tell people to stop doing dumb, ignorant shit? Like, it wasn't. You didn't really have to add fuel to the fire. Like, yeah, but there's a there's a whole lot of like you could have helped. But then too. again, you were you were one bad thing in a whole weekend of really shitty things. So I know, you weren't and, even... and 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 I I watched every second of it because I got the pay per view. So like I I would you know the only thing that you didn't get on the pay per view was the rave stuff at night after the. After the concert ended, you didn't mm-hmm. get any of that stuff. But like, I was just—I forget who I was just talking to about this. But like, the line part of the problem was the lineup. There was a couple, multiple problems. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, the lineup was like it, well, it looked more like a fucking like a Sprite Mountain Dew tour than it no, was. No, well, it's fucking... not even—it's not even like I don't care that you had different genres, but you have to put them in the right order, and that was the problem. They didn't put them in the right order. Like day, they went ham. Day two. Right, I remember this. Day two started with Kid Rock, which you can think what you want. of Kid Rock, the music's Fuck gonna that guy. Music's gonna rile the crowd up, regardless. Fuck though, right? Guy. Then Fuck you Kid went. Then you that. went into Alanis Morissette, Jewel, and Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> you should have put them in between everybody. I know all of them. You, you should have <laughs> stuck them in between everybody. You should have like, Dave, especially Dave Matthews. No one wants to fight after listening to an hour and a half of Dave Matthews. No, but see, but they did all that while charging six dollars for a bottle of water bottle and hundred degree, water. right? And so, yeah. like that ramped everybody up. And then Limp Bizkit comes out, you know, and and you know, it just goes from there, you know. So the other thing they did wrong was night one. They put corn on. And then they finished the night with Bush. Like, no. No, it's not. It's not. And it's not Jonathan Davis's fault. It's not Gavin Rosdale's fault. But, like, come on. Like, come on. And what they don't talk about is on night two, they go from. They didn't talk about this in the documentary, but I remember it from watching the. Th- when I was watching it, it went from Limp Bizkit to Rage Against the Machine to Insane Clown Posse to Metallica. Okay, that th- see, there's at some point in time you have to blame the you have to blame the people that put that shit. You a hundred percent have to blame the you, people to put that to, shit on. You have because that's like what the, and the thing is, people that may not be into that music or may not know that type of lineup. That's more or less like being like, oh, you know, we're doing a rally for free speech, but we're also collecting money for like you know. When, for the Me Too movement, and then like you invite two live crew to open up for you. Yeah, you're like what? It's like the fuck are you doing? It's like this is Woodstock. I understand we're promoting peace, but a lot of different music's coming. But we're gonna put on all angsty shit. Right. <laughs> we're putting right. on every. You know, like we're then, putting on every band. And I think what <clears throat> what really annoyed me about that is since it sounds like you watched the documentary is like they're interviewing the one of the the guys not the not the guy that did the original Woodstock but the other guy I can't remember his name Heller I think it is John Heller I think yeah and he's the, the tent thing and he's like we didn't do anything wrong 
the fuck you didn't? You absolutely did things wrong, you know? I love how every time, like in the documentary, every time they're like, oh, what about this is going on? And we've heard reports of this. And he's like, no, we've just been putting on a safe show. You know, maybe the, the proclivities of a few have kind of given this a bad name. But it's only a couple of instances. I'm like, dude, are you me? Like, I forgot. I completely had forgotten how bad that was. Because I remember watching it on the news when they were talking yeah. about all the updates and shit and MTV covered it. I I'm watched like, it as what? it this happened. Was... We were watching it live. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my, yeah. my my house watching this. And then the documentary, I was just like, oh my God, I forgot yeah. it was really that fucking bad. I how see did you th- guys get to, to Woodstock from Nicolas Cage? How did you guys get to Woodstock from Nicolas Cage? It's, because it's, Nicholas it's, Cage is what Stockholm playing. Nick Nick would appreciate it. Like, hey, dude, we did a show about you. You're like, where'd you end up? Like, Woodstock. Like, cool. Like, all right, it works. Yeah, I mean, I, th- this is quickly just turning into a, a second jabology, but it is what it is, and that's okay. Um, We're gonna, you know what? It makes me. It lets me know right now that we we're we're gonna walk the dog of a music show. We're gonna find an artist. Both of us go do some research, listen to some music, and talk about whether or not we like them. Or we're gonna do it in podcast form because I can't not do this with you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's we're we're just gonna the the, pro, the problem is that we're we're either gonna come to digital blows or we're gonna blow each other. I'm not sure which. It'll be one well, or the other, but you know. I, It'll be all right. It, it'll be okay. I mean, either you'll come or your hands will be sore. I don't know. I got nothing. I have an actual idea. Um, but where were we? Oh, cage flicks. Um, there, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that he does different. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff he does different. Well, I mean. And, let, let's talk in that vein. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but let's talk oh, about good. let's talk about Ghost Rider. I mean, that's a good example of that, right? Like Ghost yeah. Rider was a real. That was that was it was it was it was uh, it was I, I I it was a risky move. He did it. You know the the one thing that I will he did it during a time before comic book shit was everybody's new yeah. new hard dick yeah. Anybody that's that like all your earlier superhero flicks, all that kind of shit, especially since they seem to go with the Marvel Knights first, because you got a Blade movie before the MCU was formed. You got your Ghost Rider movies for the MCU was formed. You had Punisher, like a couple Punisher dabblings for the MCU was formed. So for him to be the guy that's like, hey, we're going to do a Ghost Rider movie. He's like, cool. Like for him to sign on for shit like that before it was all right to do it, it's a bold move. And I, th- I, th- bold I move. think it's okay. My biggest problem with the Ghost Rider franchise, because there's two of them, there's two of the mm-hmm. two movies, is at the end of the first one, he says to the devil, "He go because the devil's like, I'll, I'll, I'll rid you of this. You did what I needed you to do. I'll rid you of this." And he goes, "No, I'm gonna hold on to it and use this to like fuck you up." And at the very beginning of the second one, he's like, "I got to get rid of this thing." <laughs> it's like, no, did did you not see the last movie you just made? Like, I mean. It's a cage flick. It doesn't have to make sense. He just has to be in it. No, no, that one had to make sense. If you're gonna no, 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 same thing. Same thing with like the the National Treasure movies, right? Like he can't be. You know, don't say no, 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 no. I'm right. That don't have to make sense. They no. They, if you're if you're gonna call it a sequel, that's the thing. Look seriously. Look at his IMDb again, real quick. If you still have it up, see how many sequels are there. I can name two. I'm still looking at the cast of Conair. That's what I'm saying. Look, look, it's crazy. His filmography is serious. 
It is, but look how many of them have sequels. There are two. <laughs> Holy crap. And the crazy thing about it is, now that I'm actually going down his whole dedicated flipping filmography, yeah. Nick Cage is in a lot of shit. He he's is. in a lot of Apparently, he's in a lot of stuff that people are like, why the fuck did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, I I don't see a lot of sequels. There's National the Treasure. There's National Treasure two, mm-hmm. and there's Ghost Rider two. That's it. Because even Kick Ass, he's only in the first one. Yeah, because he gets killed. Yeah, Crude's frozen. Uh. He doesn't do sequels, and he and he's and it's because when he's done them, well, at least out of the two he's done, one of them has been good. Okay. Oh, I forgot about Bangkok Dangerous. That movie is horrible. <laughs> that movie is so horrible. He played Fu Manchu in Werewolf Women of the SS. Uh huh. Because I forgot that he was. That's because that was a grindhouse. Uh, apparently, yeah. that was a grindhouse. Uh, yeah. Did, he, the Wicker Man, Ghost Rider. I don't remember him from where he was in the Ant Bully. I take that back. It's another favorite movie of mine that he was in. I don't know that one. The, it's an it's a little animated movie that he did, and the reason why he did it is because apparently, because uh, I think Tom Hanks produced that movie, but it was one of the books that Tom Hanks's kids absolutely loved, and they're like, "Oh, Dad, you should make this into a movie one day." And he's like, "Gotcha." So, so Nishan hated it basically. Nishan probably has not watched it, and well, I probably couldn't talk her into watching. What it. I was kind of when talkers, yeah. dude, he's got some fire in here. Yeah. Nope, I don't see a lot of. There's Family two. Man. That's what he did the same year as Gone in 60 Seconds. There is and he did two. a Scorsese flick. I forgot he did Bringing Out the Dead. Um, there's, ac- there's actually there's actually a story about, I think it's that movie. What year is that? Uh, Bringing Out the Dead is 99. Oh, right no, no, no. It's, it's not. It's not. No. But it, this isn't about that movie. But it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a Nick Cage story. And I'm trying to remember the fucking movie. You'll have to listen to the episode. I'm I'm hate to do this to you, but you'll have to go and listen to one of our episodes. It's called "An Evening with Ernie O'Donnell." We interviewed Ernie O'Donnell, and he he did some acting um, outside of Kevin's world, where he played. Um, you ever see where someone's like doing a movie and they do like a flashback, or or, or there's pictures on the wall from when they were younger? Yeah, L- yeah. He did did that, and he did this movie where it was Nick Cage's wife at the time. I want to say, oh, God, it wasn't Lisa Marie. Who was he married to? God damn it. Oh, uh, Lord. I don't know. I mean, I'm getting his wife now, because if I see it, I'll remember it. He's had a, he's had a couple. Uh, Patricia Arquette. It was when he was married to Patricia Arquette, right? Oh, gosh. Ernie was playing Patricia Arquette's high school boyfriend so they were taking pictures so there could be pictures up on the wall in her house mm-hmm. in a movie Nick's not in the movie it's a movie that Scorsese directed I'm gonna have to look up her IMDB here in a second but um, she's she's in the movie he's taking pictures and Nick Cage actually sat and watched the photo session like came and watched the photo session it's weird you know, and but apparently he was super nice to him. Like they all sat down to talk. Him, it was him, Scorsese, and Coppola sitting around talking. Or not Coppola, but Cage having a conversation, just sitting around uh, hanging out. He tells the story way better. But go listen to that episode and hear that story. It's a really interesting story. That's pretty cool, dude. That's actually, I, like I, I used to. And the thing is, I never realized. And we sat here and, and have talked about. I never realized exactly 
how much cage yeah, shit yeah. I'd watched and yeah. how much and how much of his career I actually was like, you know what? He may be batshit crazy, but dude ain't that bad. He's the less he's the less successful Tom Cruise. And that's not saying a lot because he's pretty successful in his own right. Plus Tom Cruise is an ass clown. Right, but how many things that Tom Cruise are in that you watched and you're like, oh shit, that's a Tom Cruise movie. I didn't even fucking realize I, yeah, it. You know? I've seen way more Tom Cruise shit and noticed that it was Tom Cruise shit than I have Nicolas Cage. Like, Tom Cruise has more of a career that I'm like, oh, I saw you in Taps and oh, I watched you in fucking um, uh, the movie with Pony Boy and all of them. I fucking uh, The Outsiders. Okay. Like, oh, there's, there's so much shit that, like Nick Cage, sometimes you're like, oh wait, was he in that? Oh, fuck yeah, he was in that. He was not the family man. He was walking around with Taylor yeah. and he playing that boom, 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 just dumb. But I, I think Cage is a G. He doesn't I mean, give a fuck. And no. whether it works or it doesn't work, he and, and, I, and I agree with what you said earlier. I think he might have showed up on the doorstep like, hey, that's Coppola family. Like, dude, Ty Shires is his aunt. Let, let him in the door. And they were like, oh, you know, cool. And then at some point in time, I guess either... He showed that he can handle a fucking room, or he was just like, "Hey, we need somebody to play this crazy ass role. We can't get nobody to do it." And he was like, "I got you. I'm not doing you know, shit." He, he earned his right. He earned his own way eventually. Yeah, for sure. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what's up, Nishan? Look like you went to say something. So on scene fifteen, you had said <laughs> something about the similarities in the two from that and Forrest Gump, and you said <laughs> the Forrest Gump theory. <laughs> I'm curious to know what more of if you have anything else on your Forrest Gump theory. Well, it wasn't really a theory. I just think there's, there's a lot like of the signal. There, there's, there's anything else you see that, you know, make it. Because it's funny, you know, once we started looking at things like the smiley face and like there's a lot of things in there that it really does kind of run parallel. Yeah, I mean, you think about it because Forrest was in the army, you know, uh, Cameron's in the army. I don't think, I mean, Forrest wasn't an, a ranger, but he's still there, you know. Um, the the guy he fights at the bar, while he may not have been military, we, we kind of determined he wasn't. He's definitely a Lieutenant Dan kind of anger when, after Lieutenant Dan. Pissed off about Vietnam. You know, I mean. and then, and then, you know, obviously he goes to jail. That's like, that's where it really starts to kind of break break stride but i mean you know it's you can kind of say that he was away from his jenny for a while yeah, while she was out yeah. There. you can maybe thinly kind of pull I, it you didn't meet bubba in mean, army it, you if, met bubba if, in prison if, if you if you really want to go start stretching things both women had kids and neither of them ever looked pregnant so i mean there you go yeah. you know and they so. got to meet him later in life because if you remember he didn't yeah. meet yeah his his kids yeah, he didn't meet, jenny yeah. And Forrest Gump until you I'd might, say he, dude, I'd, you I'd, might be on to something. I would say I would say he was younger than when he meets his daughter in Conair, but your point still stands for sure. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah. And the only re and uh and uh what was uh what was uh uh Bubba's name in this? Uh, what was it? Baby, baby O. Was baby O. Baby O. Yeah. Okay, Baby O. I mean, it doesn't exactly run that parallel, but you can't call <laughs> you can't call him Bubba in prison because normally the old colloquialism is like, "Oh, you're gonna run into Big Dick Bubba in prison." You're not running into Big Dick Bubba, and all of a sudden he's like, "I like your snowballs, nigga." I mean, it could be a. <laughs> I met this big ass black guy in prison. His name was Baby O. He liked all my snowballs. It. You could write. Just saying, you're about to, there. It could be. And then the smiley face sticker. The, the smiley face is a huge thing. Yeah, that, man. That, 
This the, the only thing you're missing is the the uh, the amazing soundtrack. That's the that and the mom that has sex with the with the teacher to keep you in school. Yeah. Sally, yeah, you, you just want to talk Sally. about Sally Field. That's not. Let's be real about it. You just want to, you know. She's so she's so delicious though. <laughs> she uh, blast Gidget, dude. Yeah. Gidget. Give me one more he's, Gidget movie. Put he's her, not even lying when he tells you that I send him pictures of Sally Field. Like, I, I subscribe to her Facebook. And so every time she posts a new picture, I screenshot it and send it to him because he's not on Facebook. Dude, <laughs> I would cover her feet in that yogurt to keep you regular that she used to do commercials for and draw little circles on the top of them toes. I'm like, you good, Sally? You all right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's your wife going to think? Like, she's the one that got the yogurt. Let's just rub that right there, dude. I I would yeah. I draw little circles on. I'm on so her glad you clarified that because honestly, I thought yogurt was like a euphemism. Like I thought you were no, taking out a completely no, different. Yeah. No, we don't. We we don't speak. The only we, thing I know no. her from is osteoporosis commercial. You're a liar because you watched Steel Magnolias with me the other day. You watched parts of Steel Magnolias because I was like, dude, this is one of the greatest movies ever. You get Sally Field, well, and you get to watch Julia Roberts die. That's a two, dude. That's a two for right there. Andrew Garfield must be your favorite Spider-Man, then. He's not, but I'll tell you right now, he is one of the most beautifully refreshing things about the new Spider-Man movie. No, if they want to give that, if they want to give that dude a do-over and let him rock a third, show me where to I, sign. No, I I agree, but I I was asking because of, of oh because Sally. his Aunt May. Yeah. Okay. Say this. In the world of Aunt May's, it's dude, it's a toss-up between Garfield and Holland. Because Aunt Dude, Sally Field, that daddy'll follow her anywhere. But Marissa Tomei is a Sally Field on the rise. Aunt, Marissa Aunt, cannot look bad. Aunt, the older she Aunt, gets, the better she looks. As 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 Rico calls her Aunt Tomei. Oh yeah. Yeah. Delish. <laughs> like me thinking that Sally Field is hot is like the equivalency. Like she's got a thing for Lance. Is it Lance Reddick? The guy that the guy that runs the desk in all the John Wick movies. The black guy's like, oh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Wick. Yeah, like she wants him to play tic tac toe on shit that she has with his tongue. Don't get it. Don't judge her. It's okay. Like that's why she really doesn't have it. Like she's like, oh, look at Judy Dench over there. I'm like, oh, like no, Judy doesn't do it for her. Helen Mirren. I don't know. There's something about that old broad, and I have yet to watch. Uh, good luck to you, Leo Jenkins. You must have loved Ocean's Thirteen then. Oh, I I've dabbled in it. I was like, is that him? Yeah, that's her. And it all started with Julie Andrews. Man, all right. Robbins, man. I, I, I she's just sitting there with that look, yeah. like, oh. You know, it's not every day that you date a black guy my size with tattoos. It's like, oh, honey, I know you're looking at that young bitch over there in them shorts. I'm like, no, nah, that bitch over there pulling them pantyhose up over them lips. <laughs> it's like, you have to worry about me cheating on you with women that may not survive me talking to them because they'll have a heart attack because I'm black. Like, hey, what's up, girl? So that's no. Like, that's, that's it. That's. That that's she lives in in constant comfort. She'll never drop me off at an old folks' home, but she she lives in constant. I'm good. Fast forward time to when he is in the old folks' home. I'm in trouble. Like, and all I want is dead chicks. I'm like, but they put her in the ground yesterday. Yeah, she was like 92. It's like you can smell the formaldehyde from here. Oh, uh, all right. I don't so, think you're here. 
Okay, so we can back that I, up. I, um, I, I think, I think we've said what we can about Nick and about the whole, the whole, his, as much as we can. So I want to do something that Rico and I usually do to wrap the show up. He usually gets the last word. He ain't getting that tonight because he ain't here. So fuck him. But he, but no, I'm teasing. But no, we're we, leaving we, Steph to do that. To do that. Yeah. Yeah. So all that, all that loving. Yeah. What we are going to do though is we're going to play a game that we play on the show. And the Absolutely. game, the game we play is called "What's in the Box Office." And so, what it is is you're gonna tell him. Now, usually we're doing a franchise, and he does the movies in the franchise. We didn't do a franchise tonight, so I'm only picking one of the movies that I'm gonna ask you to do this for. But you're okay. gonna tell me what you think the budget was for the film, and then you're gonna tell oh, me what you oh. think it actually made in box office receipts. So nothing post post after just box office receipts. So, oh, this is gonna be terrible. Solve him, not me. No, I still terrible. want you. To, I still want you to try, Nishan. No one's gonna make fun of you. I want you to try. I want because it'll be fun. Just because it's fun. Do you know what's funny? Do you know what's funny about that is now that I'm doing scene in fifteen. It, for the very for a while, I didn't. But now, <laughs> I'd say probably the last probably four movies that we've reviewed. Yeah, that's that. I actually write that down in my notes when I'm taking notes because that's part of. I, I'm just curious. It's curiosity for me. It was for especially for uh, and Triple R. And that's kind of where this came for. That's where it kind of came for us too. Is it was something I became curious about, and I started asking Rico, and it just kind of became a thing. And that, and then. Uh, I and then he's the one who came up with the title for it, called it "What's in the Box Office" because seven, you know. So yeah, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we're gonna do Con Air because it kind of ties it to two episodes together. So I want you first both to you can you can decide to do this collectively or individually. I don't care. I'll let you make that decision. But first, I want you to tell me what the budget is. And if you had this written down, then don't cheat. That's all I'm asking. Oh no, no, we're good. I'll tell you right now. I I love you more than anything in this world. This is not where I'm gonna. This is I not where to, being on my team is gonna help you. I have I'm gonna to get bow this out. Wrong. What she she said. I have to bow out because I already know the answer. Because okay, I, I, you really you looked it up. Yes. Okay, all right. Terrible. Um, let's see budget. Um, <laughs> fuck. God, this is crazy. No, here, wait, uh, here, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out a little bit here, Javo. Not not a lot, but I'll tell you that you give me a number, and I will tell you higher or lower. And if you get it within five million, I will give you that you got it. That's that's 30, the and it's 30, over 30, or under. This isn't this 30, isn't this, God. Thirty-eight five. Higher. Fifty. Higher. Jesus Christ! They must have put down some paper for some of these people. You got to think this isn't just people. This is all like special effects. All yeah, that stuff, this is you know? music effects and everything else. And it's a this is fucking this is a Bruckheimer movie. So that means I need to be at least in the triple digits. Uh, one twenty five lower. Really? Yeah, Damn, I'll give you one more, and I'll not that there's any rule, but I don't want you. To, you could be all yeah. night. hundred even. Seventy five. Really? Yep. 75, I know it had to have made more than that. Um, it did not bomb. That's the other thing we usually do. I will tell you if it bombed or not. Yeah, and it I, did not there's bomb. There's no way that... Like, there's, you'd like, be surprised. Had- you'd be surprised sometimes. Some of the movies that like we'd talk about and then we'll do this and it will actually be considered a bomb based on the numbers. Despite... So, yeah. it, so like, it made... Like, Boiler Room's a bomb, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. 
I, the weird thing is, I don't even think. No, I didn't see it in theaters. I had to wait till it hit. Uh, I think I actually didn't see well, it. Well, and that's the, that's what I said DVD. in the episode. That's why I said yeah. in the episode. I think that's one of those movies that didn't do well in the theater, but once it got into into it that, on home release. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see, seventy five against what one fifty higher. One eighty higher. I'm really not believing in the power of fucking Nicolas Cage. Two ten higher. Jesus, they got a good return. I know it's it can't be in the threes, dude. There's no way it's in the threes. There's no way it's in the threes. Uh, you know what? I'll play with it. Three, three, three twenty-five. Lower. Okay, cool. At least I know that the draw of cage is not that serious. What's what was my two that I settled on? Because this is probably gonna be my last my last push. The last one you said was three twenty-five. Before three twenty-five. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Cool, because I apparently don't either. Um, two seventy? No, two twenty-four. Son of a bitch. Do you? Uh, I can see it. You, I can, you, I'm I'm horrible at those. I knew I would be, but no, I could see it. Do you want to do what? Do you want to pick what, a movie that you of his? Not that you didn't like this, but do you want to pick one that you really like and do one more? I'll let you do one more if you want to redeem no, yourself. I know I won't get that one either. I never. The only time I ever started paying attention to to the amount of money that movies brought in was when somebody was when they stopped adjusting everything for inflation to say that gone with the wind was still number one. Yeah. Whenever, whenever everybody just started going for that, let's see if we can do it race. That's, I think that's when I actually started paying attention to not how much movies cost, but how much they made. And Mm. as far as cost of things, I, I did not pay attention to the cost of movies and TV shows until they announced that, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that each one of those episodes was like twenty five million a piece, and that's the I've, first time. Yeah, I think I think Hawkeye was over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the first time I ever paid attention to. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then that's when I went back and I was like, there's movies that don't cost twenty five million dollars. Like, I mean, now there are, but like back in the day, I'm like, dude, there's really good movies that didn't cost twenty five million to put into production. I was like, and if you really want to look at it. Take two episodes of a Marvel show, maybe say that it's a two-hour movie, maybe cut a little bit off. You're still dealing with like about $50, 60000000 million on the low end. Which, and yeah, like, and that's the low end for Marvel. Like, the, yeah. it was a half a half a billion for Endgame. Despite what you yeah. think of as a half oh, a billion God. for Endgame and, just to make it. Yeah, and, that's, and, to, and I remember the days of like a music video costing... You know, I remember. I I remember the first time was a huge thing. You know, tying it back to Living Color real quick. I remember the time Jim Carrey made twenty five million for one movie, and people lost their shit. You know, and that's nothing now. That's that's no, and and it's crazy that that used to be the mark. That's what that's what got Will Smith his name. They started Uh, calling him Mr. Independence Day because he was one of the first consistent black actors that they made sure they pushed over that Fourth of July holiday, and he twenty million every movie knocked him out of the park. Even shitty ass Wild Wild West. That like that used to be a huge benchmark, but you guys, we were talking about Wolf of Wall Street briefly earlier. You know, the budget on the movie was a hundred million dollars, and and wait, and Leo's Leo's paycheck was a fourth of that. And and you know why he was able to do that? Because was it was Jonah the one that was like, I want to audition and I'll take the lowest amount humanly he, possible. He didn't he didn't audition, but he took he took SAG minimum. Yeah, he, he, made he said 60- he he I know he said he wanted to, and he did take SAG minimum, and then the punch in real time and all that stuff. Like he made he made sixty thousand dollars for that movie. 
That's Leo, though. Like that's 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 Leo, and that's you probably couldn't ask to be in a film with probably Leo's probably my opinion. Leo's probably the the best actor of my generation. He's I think Leo is our I think he is our Brando. He's our De Niro. He, I think Leo is that guy. But do not ever say that to Rico. He, he can be mad. Leo's no, a no, no. It's not about Leo. Oh, you this- comp- you compared him to Brando. Oh God, Brando was a G until he got older. Brand no, Brando was never a G. We did research on Brando. That dude's been a bum his entire career. <laughs> Brando was a dude. Brando was a G until he got older. No, like bro, dude, I think, dude, the, I think go, the thing go, was go look up and research. That dude was a bum from the beginning. Anybody in the universe that shows me some risque shit in Last Tango in Paris, and I can get away with watching it as an art flick, we're good. All right. We're fucking good. It's well before the island of Doctor Moreau. Fuck that noise. Ooh, no, we're talking. No. We're talking Superman when his lines are written on the baby's diaper. Don't matter. That's still Brando. All right. On that the, note, I want to thank every, I want to thank everybody for hanging out and listening to Podeskew and uh, our our continuation from scene in fifteen. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank uh, our guest Nishan, ladies first, and Jabo. Um, tell everybody where y'all can be heard. You, you got to do the dance. Oh, I have to do it this time. Okay. Um, let's see. First, we'll start with proper rumpus. Proper rumpus, the group of of, of fantastically talented event- individuals. You can find all of our shows everywhere. Right now, we have Jabalji, Jabo and the Teeb. We have Seen in Fifteen. We have the fantastic sons of bitches over at Podeskew. and we just picked up Musings of the Nerd Scorpio. Uh, you can find us at www.properrumpusmedia.com. Which, by the way, massive shout out to Nishan for building that thing because that is that is beautifully done, I, nicely done. Dude, this woman, she's just like you went to bed last night. I got the baby to sleep. You woke up and gave me the baby. I just finished redoing our our website and the store and everything else at four in the morning. I, I tell a lot of people that yeah, you know, oh god, I do this many shows a month. None of this shit is possible with without having having this amazing okay, woman stop. with me. So it's if you truth. need to find us, where no, at- I didn't know. I'll throw. I'm done. I'm good. Let me finish. <laughs> as, it. But as, fucking, I let you say like four things this entire show, and you literally <laughs> left the room twice. You're like, yeah, this as, isn't my bag. I can't kiss your ass in front of people. As, anyway, as far as um, the lineup goes, by the way, Jabo, I'm working on courting somebody, but I'll. I don't want to announce it because it's it's very right, early hey, on. Hey. I'm, we're all good, man. Um, uh, do you want to do all the handles on Twitter? We are. We have a proper rumpus media. Proper rumpus on Twitter. We have. If you want to find me, I'm at Nat Shuddy too. Yeah, and I am at Oh That Jabo. Um, on Instagram, there is proper rumpus. Do you, do you have an Instagram? I do. It's Nashetti. Yep. If you find me on Nashetti on everything, <laughs> that's where you find me. <laughs> <laughs> Works good enough. I, I'm almost at that point where I just want to be like, Hey, Google me, dude. It's like, I'm all over the place. And it's not because I'm trying to prove I'm a hard ass. It's like my ADD does not allow me to not do 40 billion things. So you'll think I'm attached to, but for, for the most part, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, you will find proper rumpus on all of them. You'll find uh, oh that jabo on them. You will find the shuddy on them. Uh, we gave you the proper rumpus uh, website. Go there, please. 
You are doing yourself a huge discredit if you do not go and listen to Pot Askew, if you do not listen to Musings of the Nerd Scorpio, if you don't listen to Scene 15. Yeah, this is your show right now. I got to tell them that they're horrible if this is the first time they've done it. (laughs) If you showed up here because of me, you are wrong. If you showed up here because of Nishan, you are wrong. All right. right. (laughs) Don't be like, oh, God, that black guy's on there. No, if you've not been listening to this show before now, hit yourself. Not too hard, (laughs) just like slightly. Rico and I don't endorse violence of any kind. Thank you. I do. Hit yourself if you don't listen to (laughs) Podskew. Don't hit anybody else. Just a little self-check. Will Smith Smith to Chris Rock your and then listen to the show. All right. And then make sure you go over and listen to the first part of this at Scene of 15 (laughs) if you haven't. Yes. Um, and that will all be in the description as well. So we'll, we'll be warning people well up front. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you for filling in for the, 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 uh, the immensely huge chair of one Rico. And I don't say that because of his weight. Cause I know that's how he'll take it. It's actually just meant that he's got big shoes to fill. So he's and we, uh, hopefully we did some, justice. I think he did fine. We did a good time. To- we had a good time and it's, it, it's good to, to give a different flavor from time to time, you know? So he did it to me with OC. What? Thank you so much for having us. Oh, it was my pleasure. I was glad to have you here. We're, I'm glad we're all working together, and we're going to all do amazing things together. So it'll be yes, fun. Sir. Until next week, Rico will be back. I'm sorry you're not getting your usual closing, but I'm not as witty as he is. CJ here with some show information and a few thank yous. After I'm done, stay tuned for the Damn It, our very own post credit scene. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your smart speaker, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do, make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like the show page, Podeskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9 p.m. to midnight-ish and Saturday from 10 p.m. to midnight-ish Eastern Standard Time at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJ X-A-N-T-H-U-S. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and Potescu. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. Don't forget the damn it. Because it's time for Jabology. Damn it. Pop. Pop. Ask you.